Aquaman, Dark Phoenix, Creed 2, as well as our reviews for First Man and Venom. All this and more on this upcoming Attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. So, bro, how we doing? Matthew, 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 what's happening? What this is? Uh... We, we, you know what? I gotta admit, like that—that that shit. We're shit. We shouldn't just be like, "Hey, how you going?" Like we're not with each other because I'm, I'm with you. I know. Uh, it's like I can literally we're, shake your hand. This is like hands. for the second time. Wait, ever. Wait, wait, shh. You are now listening to shaking hands. For the second time ever, you're in the quote studio. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> I, I I just uh. Yeah, um, we are shit actors, and but we, we are here. I love that. Like before we started this podcast, we like I'm I'm remembering back now to the first time you were like we 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 did like one actually face to face, and we tried to do like a structure, and it just kind of fell apart. <laughs> like I was showing you my fucking Star Wars Monopoly. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Ooh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, hey, Don. Hey, Don. What's happening? I'm, I'm good, man. Yeah. Um, you know, it's coming back to me now. I just, I'm looking around at all like just cool figurines and shit, and just how terrible the audio. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad, but just I had my back to the mic, just looking through all your toys <laughs> and yelling about them. Oh, fuck it. Um, we are professional here at Midnight Double Feature, yeah. and like all professional things, we have social media. Segway. Boom. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, whatever you want. We also have a really cool community group page on Facebook um, called The After Party. You should totally check it out. We post some of our news there, some of our favorite memes, um, all sorts of cool shit that's not on our thing. So if you want to hang out with us at The After Party, because we're always in there chatting, um, definitely check us out. And join on Facebook. Did I miss anything, Zoe? No, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I'm I'm really it, it's so it's so awesome to see like a community like kind of grow and like thrive. Um, whenever someone like posts something in the after party, I'm like, oh, I gotta drop what I'm doing and like check this out. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, people always like comment and shit and like um, you know, w- whenever we um. Because after we drop a feature presentation episode, like, the next day, we post, like, a little sort of teaser for what the next feature presentation is. Um, our next one is Get Out, um, because in honor of uh, October, um, yeah, in honor of October, um, we're, we're covering, um, you know, all- It's all Midnight horror. Spooky Feature. Yeah, you came up with that name, and me I and did. Colin were talking about it, we were like, I don't know, this doesn't really roll off the t- Midnight Spooky Feature. <laughs> it's so goofy. But I, I, I wasn't serious, I, I was joking. I, 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 I was probably drunk at the time, honestly. <laughs> I took it, I took it, and I just incorporated it, I'm like, this is gonna be a thing. I love it, and, and to be honest, like, um, I don't know if- how many of those I can make, if any, because my schedule's fucked at the moment, guys. <laughs> um, just, just, and also my my tech side. So, just letting you guys know, the reason I'm in the quote unquote studio today is we already recorded this episode last week, but I had tech issues. I've had a few, um, so that's why I'm in the studio. But it's great because we have um, new things we, to talk we about. We have new things to yeah. talk about. Um, so this is going to be one 
hell of an action-packed episode. This is going to be filled to the brim, so I don't really want to waste time, but um, just while we're here talking about feature presentations and Get Out, um, we have a special guest on our next episode, and that is... Um, and I, I'm so I'm so glad to be doing this, man. Like uh, we're, we're gonna have Matthew Anderson from the LSG Media joining us. Um, Matthew's awesome, man. He totally helped us like build Midnight Double Feature. Like even before you were a, a part of it, Matt. Like um, he's been you know giving us advice and you know feedback and things like that. So he's been great, man. And I'm um, he's he's totally. Um, part well, of the inspiration that helped us come up with the yeah, the show. like uh, it comes before that. Like yeah, you dude. and Colin met through fucking an LSG yeah, fan group. Yeah, right? yeah, literally on Facebook. If it wasn't for their Facebook group, Colin wouldn't have reached out to me and shit. And like, hey, here we are. Yeah. Um, so if you guys do like the um, feature presentation episodes, and for some reason you're not listening to LSG, because hmm. um, immediately I think a lot of our listener base spills from that. Yeah, honestly, sure. doesn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. Definitely check them out. They're fucking awesome, man. But yeah, um, we're really excited to have Matt on, um, and uh, I can't, I can't wait, uh, I can't wait to cover Get Out by Jordan Peele. Fuck yeah! Wish I could be part of it. But well, that's, that's you can okay. just quickly tell me what your what your thoughts on that are now. On Get Out, do you like it? Uh, it's fucking great. It's you know what, um, uh, it's very unique. It's got a unique vision, but I love seeing films that have this weird, crazy spin on something. And it fits naturally. Mm. Like, admittedly, it's not... I don't think it's 100% perfect. Mm. But it's pretty fucking great. Mm. Um, and it was great. It's, you know, much like Black Panther and, like, something like Wonder Woman. Like, it's cool when you have, like, a little cultural phenomenon Yeah, representation. It. Yeah. It's, it's more than that because it's... It, well, of, of course it is that. But in addition, it's great to see how it positively impacted the world around it as a result. Yeah. And the conversations it drew. But... Outside of that, it's it's a fucking great script. It is. It's got a great lead performance, and it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah. Very, very creative. Very dark. Um, it very, is. Very dark. Concept. It's also one of those type of films where it's like, how's this, how come no one thought of this before? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right, because it's simple once you figure it out. Like, it's, it's like so a, simple, yeah. and it draws from real life mm. um, in, in, in terms of thematics and stuff. And yeah, it's just like- I remember watching it and just going, oh, of course. Like, yeah. of course someone made this movie. Yeah. How come they didn't make this movie before? It's such a fucking great idea. Um, and it's really well executed. Um, For sure. And it just still blows my mind that it's Jordan Peele who did that. I know, dude. He came from, like, I love- um, Ken Peele. Ken Peele. Yeah. Um, he was on, I think it was Mad TV or some sort of sketch comedy show. He was in show. Fargo with um, Keegan-Michael Key. Yes, First yes. season, yeah. Um, and I believe his wife is uh, Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, shit. I really? Think, I think it is. I'm curious. You know what? I could be wrong. I'm probably I'm probably very wrong. Um, oh, wait. We've got to look it up. It right? is. It is? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not crazy. What? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that blew my fucking mind. Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. That's the cool thing with celebrity couples. But we're not a tabloid podcast. We are no. a movie podcast. Yes. Um, so, before we get into some of the big news uh, that we want to cover, mostly trailers- I thought it'd be cool just to spout out a few little, quick little ones that, in case you guys aren't aware, cool things to know. Go for gold. Um, there's a cool film in the works, which sounds cool, called Free Guy, um, starring Ryan Reynolds. He just got cast as a lead. It's a really cool concept where Ryan Reynolds finds out he's an NPC, a non-playable character, in like a Grand Theft Auto type game. 
Um, and then he's going to, like, save the game from, like, crashing. It kind of seems like it's, like, Truman Show meets Wreck-It Ralph or something. That seems really cool. I'm keen to see what happens there. Dude, that um, that concept sounds so good. Like It, it, it does, so, right? It sounds fantastic. And then you're making Ryan Reynolds the lead. Ryan Reynolds- which, He's kind of his own genre at this He's been moment. fucking killing it lately, man. Yeah. I'm really keen to see what he does with Michael Bay, because Michael Bay's- the next movie is called Six Underground, and they're shooting in Italy currently. And um, there's there's a lot of like cool behind the scenes stuff. But damn, yeah. yeah. Um, just plowing through some of these other quick headlines um, that may interest people. Um, they're making a Sesame Street movie, and the director they announced the director Jonathan Crisell, I think it's pronounced. He's known for a lot of work on Portlandia. Um, moving right through, uh, we post this one on our think, Instagram um, in case you guys are following following us at Midnight Double Feature. Um, Michael, I think it's Chaves, is directing Conjuring 3. It's not our boy James Wan. No. Pretty, pretty bummed about that, man. I am. Um, we've got a few posters and some first looks. We've got a first look at, uh, Tom Hanks for, uh, You Are My Friend, um, which is based on, uh, is it Pee Wee Herman? That's his name, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> what's his name? Oh, no, Mr. Rogers. Sorry, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> not yeah. Pee-wee, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mr. Rogers isn't something I grew up with. Um, no, and actually, after is it more yeah, of a American thing? It is. I found yeah. it out through Colin because, like, Colin was talking about the documentary, um, the, hmm. the the big co- there's the big a doco yeah. called "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Yeah, I think it was for Netflix, but I'm not sure. Well, he was talking about that. Uh, it got a it got a cinematic release in the in the states. And okay. when Colin back when Colin and I used to alternate um, upcoming attractions, he talked about that, and I was like, "What the fuck is it? What what are you talking <laughs> about, man? Like, Have you never heard of Mister Rogers? Never, ever." I've heard of him mostly in the context of when rappers or comedians or want to reference something where it's like, this is the ultimate goody two-shoes. Uh, they would okay. say Mr. Rogers. In fact, I've been watching that new Jim Carrey show, Kidding, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he's inspired by it. It's pretty freaking great, man. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's your type of thing. It's not going to be for everybody. Glad but- to hear Jim Carrey's still got it, man. Oh, man. It's a very dramatic role, but it has co- some comedy in it. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. But um, let's move on. Um Real quick, just going to smash through these. Got a poster for the Aladdin movie. Really- Very, very simple poster, right? Very simple. Um, In but- fact, I had to look up whether it was actually live action. It was like a cartoon. Like, it was a poster that was just like kind of like an artwork. It was just it's, artwork. When, when I see stuff like that, I think it's like they haven't prepared to do the marketing campaign yet, but someone's like- Guys, I think we should actually start the marketing campaign earlier. <laughs> Fuck, some random graphic designer intern. Make something quick, quick. But they are killing it, man. Like, um, I'm actually curious. Uh, is this out before Lion King? I believe so, because- we haven't, we haven't seen anything on Lion King. I think it's because um, they had- uh, I think it was early this year or late last year, they were talking about the casting for that. They, they had a huge call out trying to find the lead because mm. um, they needed someone who could sing and they wanted to have the right look. But they were very, um, they were really looking f- looking for like the right ethnicity. They wanted um, to be like culturally faith- faithful enough. But Lion King's with the world's fucking crazy. Yeah. cast, bro. Yeah, I just like, looked it up. Um, Aladdin's out two months before Lion King. Only two months. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, actually, I posted a meme on the um, after party where it's like, Next year's the like pretty much the craziest year for Disney because if I'm trying to think of the top of my head, it was um there's Dumbo they're doing yeah. a new movie for Dumbo Aladdin um, Lion King Lion King and then the fourth one was Toy Story four I think okay but I don't know is that next year I thought it was the year after I think it is next year fuck um, man. but yeah for me man the biggest one 
is two biggest ones for me, Lion King and Toy Story. Oh, dude. Lion King is going to be... John Favreau is just a god. Bro, like, that movie's going to be one of the best films ever. I'm calling it now. It's at least one of the best fucking casts ever. Mm. That and um, Dr. Doolittle, um, starring... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, Robert Downey Downey Jr. Like, those two have some of the craziest casts I've ever seen. I don't want to keep, like, dragging on about it, but, like... like, when I was watching the Jungle Book, like John Favreau's Jungle Book, mm. there was a sequence when there's like a wildebeest in like this kind of like valley, and I was like, "Holy shit! This doesn't this kind of remind me of like the scene where Scar get, Scar kills yeah. Mufasa?" And like a month later, they announced John Favreau as the director <laughs> of Lion King. <laughs> That's like- fucking sick. Uh, no, nah, like that film, I have so much faith in. We know so little about it, really, mm. but I, I just got so much faith in it based on what think, we've heard so far. I think we know everything that's going to be in it. It's just more like how it's going to be done. And it's it'll probably be like Jungle Book. To be yeah. Like, but Jungle Book had like a human character. <coughs> in it. This yeah, this is all, like yeah. this is like next neck taking a step further. Um, we got another post for Crimes of Griswold. Um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald, so- it's it's not it's not vacation. <laughs> so um, I've been exposed. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, no, no, guys. No, um, uh, this this I've thing. seen. I think one of the films, uh, my, but my, I, my box set isn't here. It's usually I wasn't paying attention when I saw it. I. I know. So the hype. One day I'll marathon it all. We've no. probably just lost thirty just podcasts. Take, to, uh, take a look at the bottom shelf, right there, like right I, behind I you. I don't it's, care. I don't have a Harry fuss. Potter. It's okay. Anyways, moving on. But yeah, shouts to Harry Potter fans. I've literally lost friends over not watching Harry Potter. Um, it's a problem. You're about to be kicked off the podcast, too. Uh, laters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it one day, I'm sure. Um, Rainbow Five is a title. Wait, is it five? Six. Five. Uh, yeah, five. It's called- I love the name, bro. Me too. Uh, Last Blood. Yeah. It's, it's so actually it's it's called Rambo Five Last Blood, but I mean, yeah, I, I do wish they'd called it Last Blood. Like like the first one wasn't called Rambo First Blood; it was called First Blood. Mm. So, um, so after the conversation, I think we had. Did we have it on on air? Maybe not. Maybe not. But um, the new Die Hard film's called McLean. Yeah, we we talked about this. Yeah, and. That's a big thing now where it's like, let's take an element from this well-known franchise and name it that. But Last Blood is extra special to me because it's it's a great name because you got a little bit of nostalgia in there. Mm. But also, it feels like a Titan thematic. Mm. And also, it's fucking cool. I feel like this movie... From all the from all the photos and shit that I've seen of it... I haven't seen any set pics because that's not me. Yeah. But um, when they announced the title... Um, Sylvester Stallone also released like an image from the movie mm. and it looks so introspective like it looks like it's gonna bring like action and the feels like you know what I mean so uh, this is this I, I, I 100% think uh, John Rambo is gonna die like I, I think he's gonna kick it maybe so, yeah. like um, it's a possibility and with these action styles as they get older what we're starting to see is they want to get more away from the action and more into the dramatic stuff. Yeah. Because um, Jackie Chan said it best in, like, his uh, press tour for um, The Foreigner. It's like, I can't be doing this forever. <laughs> I'm, oh, like, in right. my 60s or 70s now. That's right. Um, but, yeah, we're seeing Jackie Chan's trying mm. to focus on that. Um, and looks like re- uh, we're getting the same from Stallone. Schwarzenegger, like, have you seen Maggie? Uh, I think it's called Maggie. Maggie yeah, yeah, Maggie. Like, Have you? Yeah. And, like, Sly was nominated for an Oscar for- for Creed. Like, he's fucking killing it, dude. Yeah. Like, well, we will talk about Creed uh, very shortly, but <laughs> I just want to get through a couple others. 
Now, speaking of posters, we've got a new poster for Hellboy. Yeah. I know you're stoked on that, aren't I'm you, I'm so stoked. We, got, we actually got two posters. Well, oh, we did got, we? Yeah, we... There was oh, like I've a, only seen the first there one. There was a banner that kind of like... Um, because New York Comic Con happened. Right. And at New York Comic Con, there was a banner. Um, and basically, it showed like the supporting cast as well. Um, it looks... Oh, shit. I haven't seen this. Pull it up. It looks pretty cool, man. Like, hold on. Um... Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, it's pretty fucking dope. Podcast listening right now, yeah, I'm sure. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, like I love the art style. Like that's as big as I can. Oh yeah, I haven't seen this. Like the art style is cool. That's the villain. Yeah, she's playing, being played by Mil- Mila Jovovich. Who's oh yeah, really? Yeah, from um, you know, um, Resident Evil and shit. Oh, it's good to see her in another, like, <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Oh, no, honestly, like, and, you know, that casting for the lead yeah. is just fucking genius. David Harbour, yeah. And he looks, like, his Hellboy looks fantastic. He does. Like, like now, honestly, I'm not as familiar with Hellboy franchise as you are, man, but, like... I'm not, um, like I said, like, we've we've already established I don't read the comics for anything. Yeah. So, um, I don't know any of the sort of backstory. Um, I've only really seen the first movie. Um, oh, you yeah. Just a second. I've seen bits so and pieces. Of I, stuff, I've, yeah. I've only seen, yeah, bits and pieces of both. That's all my exposure is to the franchise. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, like, any time, like, when movies get into, like, heaven and hell are fighting, they always just seem disappointing. They're never great. Like, the only one yeah. I ever liked was the Keanu Reeves Constantine, I think. You like that? <laughs> I actually, I'm, like, the only one in the world who did. See. But, what- like, yeah, I couldn't get, like... Even, like, movies like The Conjuring and stuff, there's always, like, it loses a point just because it's, like, demons. Like, I don't know why. Demons are just so uncool to me. Whenever you do have the battle between he- heaven and hell, uh, like, you do kind of need to, like, break it up. I think Hellboy, the first two, well, what I've seen of two, but the yeah. first one definitely, kind of has a weird sort of, like, humour to it as well. Like, it's really, yeah. it's fun to watch. And that's, obviously, that's Gu- Guillermo del Toro. Like, he's a he's yeah. fantastic. Um, let, let's, let's move on a little bit. Um... Other cool shit that's going down. Um, get Star Wars TV show called is it The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, so for 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 people aren't nerdy enough, Mandalorians are the um, the people that Boba and Jango Fett are from. That's all about the 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 bounty hunters and all that really cool shit. They were trying to get a Star Wars gritty underworld sort of TV show working for fucking years. I don't know if this is the same project, but well, yeah. There was a there was a game that was cancelled. Um, Star Wars 1313. 13, 13, yeah. yeah, so... Um, Apparently, uh, kind of what's what's left over, uh, a little bit of what's what was left over from thirteen thirteen, um, kind of makes it into this apparently because like there's a Mandalorian character in that. Oh. Um, but again, this is John Favreau. Like this guy's been John oh, just, Favreau. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Isn't it Ron? No. Um. No, no, no. It's not Ron Howard. It's uh, it's John Favreau. Right, John Favreau. But Ron Howard's got another Star Wars film project in the works. Does he? Pretty I sure. I think so. I think it's the two Game of Thrones guys. But, I know. But while we're on it, yeah, I want to talk about a couple of the directors who are directing some of the episodes for this show. Oh, have they announced, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of them is Rick Fami. Uh, Rick Rick Fami Yuma. So he did True Detective. Eh? Yeah. The first season, the really good one. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where I got it from. And Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi will be directing the episode of Star Wars. Interesting choice. I'm so keen to see that. Very, um, very 
interesting. Yeah. And so Dave, those Dave are very different well. directors. Yes. Uh, problem is, things with TV shows, though, usually directors don't matter because they're directors for height 99.9% mm. of the time. I, um, I don't think this is a normal show, though. That's like, the thing. Like, we, the, uh, those are fucking huge directors. Yeah. That being said, like, they will have a showrunner who will- Keep consistency, like that's their job. But it'll be interesting to see how the different directors, if they have much of a, how the influence does seep in. Because mm. you don't hire names like that, no, without wanting something. Like the, oh, this is probably the one of the better example. Probably it's not a good example, but um, I think of when Kevin Smith went to direct the Flash. Um, that was a big get um, on both sides. Like they were both stoked, but Kevin Smith made it very clear. He was like, look, I'm not going to try and Jay and Silent Bob it up. I'm going to stick to this style. I'm going to do it really well, which is funny enough because they kept getting back and eventually they had Jay and Silent Bob cameo. Uh, in that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they still kept within the tone of the show and stuff. Um, I'm stoked for the show, though. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm curious to see where they do it. Like, like the first image looks fantastic. I look at it and it, it reminds me of like something like Solo or- um, uh, um, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. yeah. Where it's like the very gritty- I think that's a good thing. thing. And that's what we're going to get. Like, but like the tone of a, of the modern Star Wars films, you don't see that much in TV. And yeah. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting them to go much more like the HBO style where it's like a yeah. slow burn yeah. type thing. Like the wire kind of shit. But like, I, I really want to see- I would love- Like you can yeah. tell they're, they're trying to move away from the, the Skywalker story as much as they can. Yeah. And I'm really keen to see them step away from the Skywalker story as much as they can. Because like, this is a massive, massive universe that they can play with. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it's really it's really cool to see that um, they're finally moving away and going to the outer rim. Like, you know, like- Yeah. Sort of out, as long as shit. they- As long as they sort of stay true to their story and don't feel they have to- feed into fan service. I feel like when I look at major productions from Hollywood or TV um, based on franchises, the the soul of their problems comes down to them wanting to please fans. Like, the best example is that show Gotham, right? It started off as a cool concept about a- it was like this- um, about this cop who was had- who lived in this world that we know from the Batman universe, who was stuck between this moral gray area, and then eventually they just had to- Eventually, they just kept fucking throwing in every villain they possibly could. Now that show is like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, that's disappointing. Final me. season right now, I think. But- um, yeah, but let, let, let's move on a little bit. Um, da, 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 da. One, a few more last quick things before we go into the trailers and stuff. Um, Steven Spielberg is directing a remake, um, but it's a remake of West Side Story. And we the, the um, star was just announced- um, I'm going to fuck up his name. Is it Andrew El- Elgot? Ansel. Li- uh, Ansel. No, Ansel. I keep An- fucking that Ansel up. Ansel yeah. Elgot from uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, but he's from Baby Drive, which is kind of cool. Um, interesting one that I don't- that's worth checking out. Um, definitely do some reading up this interests you, but um, there was like a study, the research, and they said about 50% of the back- backlash- from the Star Wars The Last Jedi was basically political trolling and had ties to like Russia trying to divide the country. Yeah. That's um, fucking kind of crazy. And why isn't that bigger news? I just, if that's true. It's not really something that I, I, I really, uh, I don't really 
care about. I mean, like, it's not really something that can be confirmed either. Like, unless, yeah, unless well, Putin comes out it, and is like, we, yeah. <laughs> we intentionally did this. But it, it is a published, is literally a published paper. Yeah. Um, like, a peer-reviewed I know, published I thing. It's, it's by professionals and people who have fancy pants papers. Um, but that, that's really interesting. And I think it, it does tie into something I want to talk about a bit later about how- how divided fans of stuff can be when it comes to films. Um, and the, the lengths people go to, like, for example, there's something in the news recently about um, uh, a Star is Born fans trolling yeah. Venom reviews. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. Which was, uh, yeah, it was like, it's like there's lots of tweets and stuff saying Venom was terrible and disgusting, but thank God I can't wait to see a Star is Born. That's fucking and they'll weird. do that to try and promote that other film. Dude, that's so fucking weird, like that kind of. That kind of fandom, uh, it's just I don't I don't really understand that. It like, sounds like a dirty marketing you- tactic, but it's not. Yeah, and why would you want something to actively fail? Like I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, oh easy. Yeah. People are fucking dicks. Yeah, and that's pretty, pretty shit. Pretty but, much it. Um, pretty much it's it. weird, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, the biggest news that just broke the other day, I think, that you and me would definitely be interested in. Um. Suicide Squad 2 as a new writer and director, and it's James Gunn. Fuck me, man. This is- this is weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny? Ever since I saw the second trailer of Suicide Squad, I said, oh, they're trying to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And now they've got the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Um, I think this is a huge win for Warner Brothers. Oh, it's- it's a massive win for Warner Brothers. I, and I like- wouldn't be surprised if the second that Disney kicked him off, they were like- Yes, let's close in on this, boys. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny because like James Gunn was fired very publicly for some pretty heinous shit, and look, the the heinous shit in my like we've t- I'm on record about like how I feel about James Gunn's firing. I don't think, I mean, ten years ago, it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be relevant. Well, here's but, the things that there were comments. Well, well, hold up, hold up. Like if we if we look at it, like Warner Brothers are kind of like. We don't really care about that. We just want a good director. And, like, I, I applaud that, man. Like, Well, look, I believe that, you know, if someone is outed as some sort of evil motherfucker, we shouldn't be rewarding that behavior. But I don't see that from this guy who made a couple tweets yeah. for the sake of comedy. It's not a now- crime to be not funny. It's right. not a crime to be unfunny. You can be judged and think of a shitty person, but- a lot of that, comedy it's not is illegal. offensive. It's not illegal, yeah. and it's definitely not intentionally hurting mm. someone. It's different. Like, people- I think the reason that stuff happened was a lot because of um, response to, like, the whole Trump and his yeah. his allegations and stuff. But the difference is, is, like, supposedly that guy actually- He has allegations put against him that he actually did assault people, you know? Mm. James Gunn, no one's accusing him of anything. He just said some things that weren't funny. Yeah, and, and like I said, man, I think I think a lot of a lot of comedy is often offensive. Like I was, I've been watching some stand up. Like Joe yeah. Rogan's uh, Strange oh, his Times. new special is amazing. Strange Times, it's his best. I've been it's following that guy fantastic. for years. He's the guy who got me into podcasting. Yeah, but he's fantastic, man. Yeah. But the first like ten minutes is like immediately he's like insulted like so <laughs> many fucking people, man. But like that's 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 comedy. Yeah. Like well, you know, it's when it comes to that stuff, especially in this day and age, I think it's. You've got to be self-aware and at least make it um, smart to be tasteful. I I do understand then, that it goes against everything that Disney stands for, though. Yes. So, that's the only reason I defend yeah. it is because yeah. Disney 
Um, it's in there. It's there. They they've been very strict about this their entire lives. Yeah. Like when you sign to Disney, you're not just signing like a contract to be whatever. You, you're signing that you're going to be an angel in the public eye. Yeah, and because, represent their their brand. Yeah, and their brand is children. Yeah. Um, and if you're making pedophile jokes, that's a, that's an issue. We, we've um, we've covered this extensively already. I just I just didn't want it to. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that, that's a good point. But um, on Suicide Squad. Would yeah. you watch a Suicide Squad film directed by James Gunn? I would watch it immediately. Yeah, same. <laughs> Look, I think too. I, I just want to. But not only that, Dave Bautista has expressed his wanting yeah, to sign. He's on. insanely loyal to James. Very Gunn. loyal. I don't know. Did did he like save his puppy from a burning house or something? <laughs> Dave Bautista has put his entire career. On he's the line kind of made him though. Like James Gunn kind of made him yeah. into an actor. Like, but in Hollywood, know. no one is this. Morally, Very, ethically yeah. loyal, like yeah. like he, the he Marvel was, snipers are just like fucking don't say anything. Yeah, like props to him for having his back. But um, what I just want to say is like everyone knows Suicide Squad was a fucking dumpster fire tra- tragedy, hot trash. But the re- it's a Franken film because it's I don't blame David Ayer. I don't blame anyone involved. It's it's simply the studio halfway through production or near the end of production were like shit. No one's gonna watch this film because. Everyone thought Batman v Superman was too serious. And that was meant to be a gritty, realistic-ish military film. That's why they got David Ayer. All these films are about military groups. This was a military group. I mean, have you seen Fury? That shit is there you dark. Go. Yeah, like- and yeah, this movie. If you look at the very, very first trailer before they put any color in it, it looked dark as fuck. And then they were like, "Fuck." Yeah. Then I saw Deadpool. Go, let's make this a comedy. And they saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, "Let's make this a comedy." And so now, if they want to go down that route, like, which is what they ended up doing, which is what made it successful, like, trailer two is one of the best fucking trailers you'll ever see. It's a great trailer. Um, It was so great that they got the marketing company behind it to recut the whole film to suit that style. Like- Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The guy credited as the editor didn't do the final cut. Wow. Um, It's it's crazy like that. But um, it just goes to show like, but now James Gunn, he's such a perfect fit for what they want now. He is. And now that they've got a singular vision, they have a vision for the project, they can actually do well. And Suicide Squad was- Edgy, like, like, it, it, <laughs> edgy, it, like 13 year old yeah. boy, hot topic, hot edgy, topic but yeah, bullshit. it's edgy, yeah. But like, I think James Gunn can, like, really find, mm. like, his, his, he fits in that world, yeah. If you see stuff like, um, yeah. was it video game he did, um, the cheerleader one, with oh, zombies, lollipop chainsaw, lollipop chainsaw, yeah. like, yeah. that fits in that, that realm, yeah, yeah, and, and even that sure. humor, um, it's, I'm actually really happy, and I'm hoping we see more Jared Leto as, as the Joker, give that dude a shot. I think his performance had, like, potential mm. and um i'd love to see that fully realized because he did, wasn't given a proper chance man i'm still i'm still i'm still considering jared leto's joker it's just he's i think a lot of the decision i think a lot of the choices that he made were really kind of over the top and like there was some weird stuff but what i liked about that performance it's the most unique in terms of so you look at something like it's a good like, I mean, like, like dark, we, we well, about adaptations like i mean they're different like takes yeah. on the character so well, what people i feel like and here's oh, this is what really pissed me off with the, the movie world these days and fans and stuff and fan culture is that everybody i feel like just repeats the shit they say online all the time. Yeah. And here's something I hear a lot about about Jared Leader's performance thing. He was just trying to be um, 
fuck. Uh, help me with his name. Um, Dark Knight. Um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. I was going to call him Christian Bale. Fuck. <laughs> he's like, he's just trying to be Heath Ledger. No, no he's not. No, like, he wasn't. His yeah. performance, like, okay, first of all, the character is like, he's an established mobster. Yeah, he's, he, he's wearing suits. He's a gangster. That he's, he's got he's a gangster crew, with he's an got a team. Like, he's, not some, he's not going the anarchy route. In yeah. fact, if anything, it's the most organized Joker. And he's acting very much like a like a snake or a predator. He's always like looking around. He's like, and he even like purrs like a lion would in a wheel. Yeah, I don't know about way. that. Like, it's, the, the it is weird. Choices it's like bizarre, that are a bit like, mm. But like that whole movie is fucking weird. So oh. I want to see that. I want to see more of that so I can make a better decision I if would, I like it or not. I would like to see more of Will Smith's Deadshot. Yeah? Like, I thought- I, I dug him, man. I don't know. It's just- see, for me, Will Smith is just Will Smithing. Like, he yeah. never- But that's not a bad a thing. Character. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's never a bad thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like good. Tom Cruise. Yeah, but like, you can't deny um, Harley Quinn in that movie was a yeah, cultural she's phenomenon. she's probably the most outstanding- thing in that movie right like I mean, yeah but even that like redesign of the character you can't go yeah. to a convention without seeing people dressed yeah. like that i'm yeah. really keen to see birds of prey like um yeah, yeah. man um fuck i'm forgetting that margaret robbie margaret she's robbie. gonna be busy yeah she's gonna be busy and she's not a bad person to look at <laughs> i mean come on like, um i'm a misogynist okay. i know <laughs> um, look, we spent way longer on that than I thought, but that, I like that conversation. Let's talk about some trailers, man, because this is the cool shit. Uh, we had a lot um, fucking, to talk about. We have a lot of trailers to um, talk about. Let's go through some of the quick ones first, I think. I, I, actually, let's, let's splice them up. Um, real quick, um, we talked about Rambo earlier. Well, speaking of Sly, we got a really cool trailer for Creed 2. Bum, 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 Running on the beach, sweating, doing crazy workouts, inspiring, punching me, fucking USA, dude. I'm fucking. We just start off again. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry if your ears are listening, listeners. Sorry, sorry if your ears are bleeding, listeners. Sorry, sorry if your ears are doing their intended job. Um, I'm fucking. Fucking stoked for this movie, man. Like, um, everything I see, like, this trailer especially, like, it's just- It's just a really well-cut, well-done trailer. Like, the marketing team behind this movie is so good, because the first trailer is really outstanding as well. Mm. Um, like, the music, the beats in it, like, uh, Michael B. Jordan is on point. Like, the guy- Like, physically, man, he looks like a god. Um, <laughs> he does. But for me, man, it's it's more about the comic bookiness of this, this, this movie. Like, the- The- The son of the- Of the guy who was killed in the ring by the- father of the guy that he's versing. I, like, I think, I the, I think a that. better phrase than comic book, it would be like, it's biblical. Yes. Like, that's yes. how they write biblical stories and shit, it's, you know? It's cool, man. I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to see how it's going to go. Um, the only thing that doesn't have me stoked is Ryan Coogler's not coming back to direct it. Um, it's yeah, Steve, Stephen, Stephen Capel Jr., who I've never heard of before. That is harsh, but, yeah. like, with this, bringing back such an iconic character, Ivan, like, yeah, dude... Dolph That's Lundgren cool. and Sly. I mean, if they don't get in a fucking shouting match or, you know, if they're not in, like, racing their wheelchairs or some shit. <laughs> it is, it is they won't fight. But, like, uh, yeah, if they're I, not I would love a scene where it's, like, those two are fighting while the sons are fighting. Like, 
like and they're intercutting. It's, it, it's not that type of film, mm. but it would be cool. But the trailer itself, man, it's just such a well cut, and like it, it pumps, it pumps me up. Like I will literally watch this trailer and go for a fucking run because yeah. it's just so. This film like- has so much potential because, like, mm. first of all, the original had so much Oscar attention and stuff. Yeah, but now you've got even stronger themes of like legacy and 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 family mm-hmm. and re- reputation and. Yeah. Just again, legacy. Like, there's so much potential for and this film. See, a big a big point in the first one was he didn't want to fight under his father's name because he wanted to make a name for himself. Yeah. And like in this, he's kind of like embraced that. And man, I fucking oh, it's 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 so good. Like, I'm so I'm so stoked for this movie. Could this be? Here's a question for you. Do you think Creed Two has potential to be better than Creed One? Can the sequel be better? I think I think the story. I was actually really surprised that they didn't choose to do this story in the first one, but like they decided to focus more on Adonis Creed and like him not him not um, accepting the Creed name and like you know. Well, I agree. Um, that, that, that would be like the 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 obvious way to the go. The obvious right? way yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I think it has more potential? I I, I don't. No, I don't have enough information to fucking make that choice. But like, if if Kugler was attached, if Coug- if Ryan Kugler was attached, yeah. I'd be like, uh, probably. <laughs> you know what? The only movie be- be- like before Creed that Kugler did was Fruitvale Station, which I still haven't seen. Like, yeah. like he was. We didn't know he was a fucking genius back then. Yeah, right. I mean, like that movie made him, and now he's off doing Marvel shit. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I think I think the strength of this movie are the two lead, the three leads rather. Mm. Like, you've got. Michael B. Jordan, you got Sly, and now you've got Tessa Thompson, who's like, in the three years since like that first Creed movie, she's done Thor, Ragnarok, she's done yeah. Westworld, like yeah. she's she's killing it, man. Like you know, she's on a roll. Um, moving on. Um, so Dolph Rung- L- Dolph Lundgren's in Creed Two. I believe he's also in Aquaman. Is he? Um, no, I don't know. I don't- there was an old action star. Who's a no. Dolph Lundgren's in something coming up. Uh, I think I'm, I, I, did I fuck up a segue? I think no, I fucked up the segue. No, no, I, I do know that he is in. He's in something big coming he up. He's in something big coming up. Uh, yeah, he's an Aquaman. Yeah, I was right. Nice, yeah, I don't nice. think it's a major role, but um, yeah, stoked for that. So let's talk about this Aquaman trailer, dude. Yeah, um, this, this new you one. You go first, and and because yeah. Wow, there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, right? <laughs> I, was, I was, dude. <laughs> So, I woke up because, like, this trailer came out overnight. And I woke up and I just pressed play. I didn't see the length of it. Like, it's I was, long, right? I was like... It's like, I think, over five minutes. Yeah, it's five... It's, yeah, it's over five minutes. I was like, this, this is still going? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a bad thing, man. Like, like okay. The trailer, like, the first one, for me... <laughs> there's something about the music for these two trailers. It's just... It just feels so... It feels like a spectacle. Like mm. the, I love what they're doing with the brass, like the the instruments. Like it's just it sounds yeah. it sounds epic. Um, but like I love that you. Before this trailer came out, we were watching a movie. I think we were watching Venom actually, and we were talking about <laughs> Aquaman. And you were like, "This trailer shows way too much." No, this trailer shows. Way oh too god, much. dude! I feel like I've okay. Here's the thing. Okay, so well, he- wait, wait, I just want to talk. I love that action scene. The the, the scene where it they're jumping great. around. It it's reminded fantastic. me of Fast Five when they're in the favelas in, Br- in Brazil. It reminded me of that, but it's also like it's like why the fuck wasn't this the Assassin's Creed movie? Yes, this yeah. f- 
five minutes alone is better than yeah. the entirety of that. This is what Assassin's Creed should have been. But the way it's shot as well, like it's like you really get that well like done. Really like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really so yeah, so. Here's an interesting take. Um, so I wasn't super thrilled with the first Aquaman trailer. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad, mm. but like I'm seeing a lot of DCness. I'm seeing a lot of Zack Snyder's influence. I'm seeing like, and I wasn't seeing much about story. And uh, I was skeptical. I have the right to be skeptical. I've been yeah. burnt many times by Warner Brothers. It's usually this. They they don't usually start doing story until the, this trailer. Yeah, usually the second trailer. Yeah. The first one's more like just spectacle. Yeah, feel of it, right? Like- this trailer though. Weirdly, it's got me on board. It's shown me a lot that I loved, but I feel like I've seen the whole movie. I don't feel like I like. Not only did they show us because they didn't. A way a trailer is usually cut. It's usually like music montage with a few quotable lines and stuff. This was like they showed us like three major scenes of the film that were cut yeah. down. Why do you think we got a five minute trailer? Oh, man, I'm trying. To, I've been trying to figure it out. I've got no so, idea. So, 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 the obvious answer would be it's a very long movie, and they can get away with that. Um, another possibility is I think the most likely one is that the studio's nervous that people aren't gonna watch it, or mm. as or the ideal amount of people are gonna watch it because of stuff. So they've got to throw in all the good stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like Venom. Like they kind of showed everything that matters in the trailer. Trailer because they. They wanted you to go see it. You go, oh, maybe there's more. There's not. Um, but with this, it's like they showed us like extensive. They basically gave us three scenes. Yeah, um, I showed it to my dad, and he's like, is, "Are we?" I didn't realize you had an early print of the movies. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a really weird way to cut a trailer. I've never seen a trailer cut this way. Um, but. Pretty fucking cool, man. It's fucking cool, like, man. Like, um, that 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 rooftop run scene. Yeah. It's very crazy. You know this movie, Black Manta, fucking jumping oh, up with the so jetpacks. Cool. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of my fate. And here's what I, what I. It looks like an action adventure film. Mm-hmm. I love those. We don't get many of them nowadays. Like I always like, come back to like the Mummy, the Mummy Returns. The locations like, look like Uncharted for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a few like that. Um, hundred percent. And then. Like, clearly, there there is more we haven't seen. Like, there's a whole war sequence that we only saw yeah, clippets of. We're getting more and more, yeah. Um, and we've only seen one shot of him in the armor. Yeah. So, assuming we, there's at least one scene of Dude, him in that. The armor. It looks, it looks fucking dope. Um, it's dope. weird how not shit it looks. <laughs> it's it's scientifically impossible, but they did it. Like, it looks how fucking f- fantastic. Why doesn't it look terrible? It should look terrible. The shot and like, man, I, I, I wholeheartedly think this is a James Wan thing. The trailer looks beautiful. Like the, the this shot, the shot with mm. him in the armor and like standing in front of the waterfall puts the trident down, man. Like it just it's it looks awesome. Like you know, like I've never thought of. James Bond as a very like visual, visual director, yeah, yeah. But even with the way he's doing the action, like I kind of recall seeing a little bit of that in his Fast and Furious movie, the uh, Seven, wasn't yep, it? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like, there's, yeah, like the way he did some of those scenes, it's like, and he's been on record like I was a director mm. for hire for that. Mm. But like, I can now looking at because that was his first action film that yeah. wasn't horror yeah. now we've got a second I'm starting to see understand his visual style mm. but approaching these Hollywood blockbusters and 
I kind of like I love it. it, man. I kind of like it, man. Dude, like, for example, this actually, thing- no, 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 I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a boner over there, um, dude. This- I'm starting to come around. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I've been saying for a long time, it's like maybe I, I was like, I don't know if Jason Moore has to, has it in him to carry a film. Um, James, I Wan- still don't know that actually. <sighs> like, off this movie, off this, I'm seeing a bit more, and I feel like what they've done is they've really toned back his bonus from his performance, mm. and now by giving him more weight to his character, um, and and backstory, he's got potential. Is he going to be amazing? I don't know. I think, I think the weakest part of this movie might be the humor. I was not. Mm. You know what? I didn't hate it. Like, like it's it's because because like, remember why with these- we just pee on it. Okay, that's pretty shit. Um, okay, maybe besides that one then. <laughs> but um, uh, thing is, it's it's not a comedy. It's an looks like an action-adventure yeah. sort of superhero film. It feels so very it's going to have some yeah. things. But um, I'm, Dude, his, the- his approach to this film, it's- Unique. Unique uh, and it's, like- It's really- Good. Good, yeah. And, like, and <laughs> you it look shouldn't genu- be you look good. genuinely confused no, right now. Um and don't get, I'm a big James Wan fan. Yeah, he's, man. He's you I know, mean, he's our boy from Oz Sydney, you know? right? UTS. Saw is my is my favorite horror franchise. Yeah. Um love his stuff. But, but Aquaman, like, it's got so much if you just look at that character on paper, it's so much potential mm-hmm. to be shit. Yeah. And then on top of that, you put it in the DC universe with Zack Snyder's influence and, yeah. and all the shit that went through. Even more potential to be shit. Yeah. And then James Bond, great director, but not much experience in the genre. Um, which, to be fair, a lot of blockbuster films are like that. Um, but- And then we- There's often- I'm seeing this trait from Warner Brothers with these big films is like- Which is the opposite of Marvel, where Marvel tried to build up an unknown actor to make them big. They're just trying to throw big names in there to, to work around that. Like, dude, Nicole Kidman has a fight scene. She does. I was like, whoa, she moved. Yeah. <laughs> I was so surprised. There was- And it looked cool too. It which did is, look cool. It did look cool. But so much- I can understand because even like the small things she are so much CGI. looks great for age as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of CGI. And like, there's, there's one thing I want to touch on. Every frame this film is CGI. When- During that, that foot chase- um, <sighs> There, there is a little bit, a little bit of green screen stuff happening. But man, my mouth dropped when like you, you it pulls away from like um, mirror and then like yeah. pulls back and then there's like the bell tower and like in the foreground Jason is the bell tower and I was like, is, that's fucking yeah. awesome, man! Like, and it's then he cool. jumps out of the way from that laser blast. It's like, cool, dude. And Black Manta, like again, like you look at it just like Aquaman's golden classic costume. Look at it on paper. Yeah. Actually, Black Manta even was Black Manta's costume is fucking cool, hmm. but I was like, I want them to do this for the film, but I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. Hmm. How the fuck did they pull it off? That he's got a football for a head, and it looks cool. How did you make hey, that look cool? Hey Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> hey football head. Um. So yeah, I'm. I've done a almost a 180 in this film. I am. I'm super excited. I want to see it day one. My only concern is based on that trailer. I'm worried. Like, I hope it's not too long. I hope the runtime's not too long. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for a runtime, but it doesn't look like it's there yet. I'm I'm willing to bet it's somewhere around two fifteen, which I'm fine with. That's becoming the standard now. Yeah. I wish it wasn't, but you think I'm that's getting too used long? to it. See, this I is like it to be just make, under two like, hours. I like long movies, but like yeah, I I I, I don't. Yeah. As long as it doesn't affect the pacing, then yeah. But um, uh, yeah, that yeah. being fair, if it doesn't feel like it's long movie, yeah. So um, let's move on. Uh, let's go to a small film. Um. Vice. 
We just got this, I think, yesterday. No. Um, this has been out for a while. Really? Yeah, Vice Trailer's been out for a very long time. No. It has been. About a week or so. Oh, f- yeah, okay, week. Well, I mean, like, week. Well, I only just saw it recently. We record okay. weekly, but- Okay, like- true, true. Um, um, so, the the big get on this film is it's Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, <laughs> and it's a film about Dick Cheney, who, I'm guessing this story in real life didn't happen too long ago. Like- um, it, Well, it happened just after 10, the 9-11. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. So, I'm assuming they're going to do the, the story after 9-11 um, when he kind of convinces George Bush to invade um, Iraq. Iraq? That's, that's probably a big plot point, but from this trailer, uh, it's sort of like how- It's kind of like what I guess many people would wish happened now with the current president is they have this- They, they put a guy in office that a lot of people see as- not very smart. And so Dick Cheney, the vice um, vice president, whose role is normally symbolic mm. you know, in, in many ways, um, he's, he's like, well, what if I do pretty much all the work? Mm. Um, <laughs> which is, which is, oh God, if that happened now for America, they'd be, they'd be doing a lot better, I think. Um, sorry, we're not a politics podcast. But yeah, um, we're starring Christian Bale's Dick Cheney and um, George W. Bush played by Sam Rockwell. Dude, Sam um, Rockwell is- fu- Wait, hold on. We didn't even talk about- Yeah, we got to talk about the big thing. <laughs> we got to talk about Christian Bale, man. Like- Let's talk about how both of them look exactly like <laughs> the people they're playing. Dude, when I started the trailer, uh, I'm like, who's this actor? Looked it up. <laughs> Fucking Christian Bale, man. Like, how do you go from the machinist- Having like massive gut in this movie, like he's, there's a shot he's, in the trailer where he's shirtless, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, that looks real. Like he was he was chubby in American American Hustle, but this is like next level, and like he can't be healthy. I feel kind of really like Christian. You've got to take care of yourself, man. Like he can't be Fuck, healthy. I, I assumed it was special effects, <laughs> but it's probably no. not. Yeah, he's no, he's a very he's, dedicated. Yeah, actor. he's very he, he changes. They are using a lot of prosthetics in the face, obviously, mm, yeah, for both for actors. Sure. But like, it doesn't look. But fake. if you look back, if you look back at like his previous movies um, and like the order of the movies which they released, so he did um, the fighter, which he was like really thin for, and then after that he did the Dark Knight, I think, or I think it might have been might have been something else, might have been Dark Knight Rises, actually. Yeah. And he got he had to bulk up again, and it's like, how are you doing this? Like, you know, what yeah, I mean? so- it's not healthy. Well, I know Tom Hardy. Speaking of Dark Knight Rises, had similar issues. Like his doctor was uh, telling him, like, you've gone through too many body transformations. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, it's yeah. it's kind of I I admire the dedication, man, but I don't want him to get sick. Yeah, like, you know, he's Christian Bale is a fucking talent. Like every time yeah. he appears in a movie, man, it's just like. He's amazing. He's, he's never. He's never pretty bad. incredibly watchable. Yeah, um, for sure, dude. This movie's clearly going to be an Oscar runner, um, yeah. and I think uh, hands down, um, it's no competition. I don't know who their op- opponents will be, but it's going to win best makeup. <laughs> I've never seen prosthetics this great. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. Looper like gave Jason Gordon Levitt a chin to make him look a little bit more like Bruce Willis, yeah. but these motherfuckers look like the actual people they're playing. Like. To a T. For sure, man. It's um, freaking me the fuck out. It like, also stars, like, like fucking Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it stars Tyler Perry. It stars um, Steve Carell. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Carell um, is in a pretty important Yeah, Donald, Rump, Donald Rumsfeld. Um, so the reason why Steve Carell's in this and Christian Bale and, um, and all that uh, is because it's being directed by Adam McKay, written and directed by yeah. Adam McKay. So Adam McKay, if you don't know him, um, he was in talks for Oscars when he directed The Big Short. Uh, which- uh, that one... I think best screenplay. I think it might have. It might have. It, it, I think it did. It, but, won, it, it did it, win something yeah. major. It was, it was nominated best for best picture as well. Um, yeah. Like it was like, it's a massive departure from like all of his previous movies. Like he directed Step Brothers, Talladega Nights. Like he's a he's a very much like a, a comedy director, um, and which is why I think these dramatic films kind of have like a comedic undertone to them. Like yeah, if you watch the. Vice I'm starting through. to notice that's becoming a bit of a trend with. Films trying to be going for the Oscars now, like they, they, they true stories based on true story with comedy thrown in. Mm. I feel like the first time I noticed is Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah. like ever since then, I'm noticing more and more mm. films are doing that, and I'm okay with that. It's yeah. making the Oscar films more watchable. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely stoked for this movie, man. Like, um, the the Big Short, the subject matter didn't really grab me, only because like yeah, it doesn't really, can, yeah. it doesn't really apply to us, like here in Australia, <laughs> you know, um. But, uh, but I, I remember I'm all about politics, so yeah. I'm really, really I grew good. up with George Bush being like the president yeah. and all that stuff. So like, I'm 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 hoping to see things I recognize from like hearing the news yeah. growing up. Sam fucking stuff. Rockwell coming off a, a best supporting actor uh, Oscar for three billboards as well. Like, yeah, I'm really man, keen to see him. this film has a lot of potential. Yeah, and I love how the trailer is because the way it's just like. Remember the first time you saw um, Tropic Thunder? Did you know it was Tom Cruise in that suit th- straight away? Because um, no. I didn't know that till the credits rolled. I don't know if anyone did. And no. with this film, it's like the the selling point, the the literal marketing gimmick yeah. is, oh, this is actually this actor, and they're, yeah. they're putting in big fuck off. Big letters. By the way, guys, Tropic Thunder is available on our feed right now. <laughs> you can, it's a feature presentation. You can go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, that's fucking dope. Shameless plug. Should, should we move on to um, yeah? Because we, we're getting a bit long here, but we we've going. got we've got so many other. There's a few other trailers worth chatting about. Let's let's smash through this next one. Um, Holmes and Watson um, from the the iconic duo from Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Speaking of Adam McKay. Um, what do you think of this trailer, bro? Yeah, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to... F- I've been like... First of all, the jokes aren't really... Yeah. Okay, they're not funny. And I'm I'm trying to watch it. I'm like, why is it not funny? And I'm trying... I think maybe it's because they're doing accents. Like, the period piece, fair enough. But, like, they lose some of their natural charisma and charm by playing characters that aren't them. Yeah, I, I think for for me it's the jokes. For me, it's the jokes that they decided to throw into here. Uh, like they're just not funny. I like, guess I, mean- I guess the source of the humor of these jokes, mm. if you had to nail it down to the fucking core, is that like, look how dumb these p- supposedly smart people are. Yeah. But you look at the success of their other films teamed up, and why it made the, this iconic duo so iconic is the fact that it's like, oh, they're grown men being childish, and yeah, they're being childish now, but they're also being stupid. And I guess that yeah. ruins the charm, maybe? See, but there was- ugh, These two had so much more, um- It doesn't even feel like they have chemistry in this trailer, but, like, it is a short- It's a, it's one trailer. But, I mean, these two are fantastic in Step Brothers- Step yeah. Brothers and Talladega Nights. They are fucking hilarious the way they, like, play off each other. And I just didn't get any- Any of those kind of vibes in this. So. I feel like, again, it's just a short trailer. There could be more. What I'm hoping for is that, like, we'll get- 
Red Band trailer, which is just going to completely change it. Because this was like a for everyone sort of trailer. It and maybe all the good jokes are like more dirty and, and and stuff like that. But I think with those films, what made them so successful were I think they're doing a lot of improv, and that's why that natural sort mm. of stuff. This seems very scripted. Yeah. Um, do we know who the director is for this? Yeah, it's Ethan Cohen. So Ethan Cohen is not one of the good Cohens. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not related to Joel and Ethan Cohen. Who, What's he done? Uh, he's he's done shit. Um, oh. Well, I mean, like he's actually done shit. Like but, shit, all you mean? No, no, no. Like oh. the, his movies aren't great. Um, so. Oh. He, oh. Uh, wait. What's why yeah, so get, Tropic get, Thunder? Get hard. Like he wrote, he oh. wrote Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller, but Get Hard was okay. I didn't. I didn't like it. It, it was. He wrote Idiocracy, which I liked. Yeah. Good movie. From, again, the problem with Get Hard, though, is um, it relied too much on improv, which mm. is the opposite. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I'm not not feeling this movie. Um, I guess the only really part that I'm really excited about is, is Ray Fiennes as Moriarty. Because, like, yeah. I mean, like, uh, Mori- I think Moriarty is just an awesome character, and Ray Fiennes is a great fucking actor. Well, like. you, you love the, the, I read the Sherlock books. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. You read the books. You, you love the, the English yeah. show. Yeah, man. Um, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And- that show is fucking outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to another trailer. Um, Pet Cemetery just dropped. Literally um, today. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the original, and I'm told I should be burnt at stake for that. Are you in the same boat as me? I've never seen it. And Colin, Co- Colin, out of all four of us, Colin is the King, the Stephen King fan. Um, yeah. And not that I don't like Stephen King. I, 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 all of the stuff that I've seen that's good is really good. Like, Shawshank, Green Mile, like, fucking it. It is yeah. fantastic. I mean, like, he's going through, like, this kind of renaissance where like they're kind of making these oh, movies of like ever since it check out gerald's game by the way it's on oh Netflix. is that stephen king yeah. i've heard of that yeah um ever since it i feel like everybody's just they're trying to snap up every stephen king property yeah. possible yeah um what do you think about this look i know a lot of people are excited for it i don't know but much starters um the the lead we're seeing in the trailer um what's his name is it jason clark jason clark australia um Bad John Connor. <laughs> um, I've never seen him. I've never been impressed by him and anything, to be honest. No, like, he was in First Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he was He was the most forgettable character. Uh, in that he was, film. He was um, really good in- He um, didn't really do anything in First Man. He was really good in much. War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, he was. Yeah. I take that back. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I liked you in that. You were actually pretty good there. Yeah. Um, but like the, my biggest problem with the trailer is- so I feel like when you, if you, if I'm cutting, if I'm editing a horror movie trailer, right, I'm going to want to open it with like a real big scare or something to get you excited for, right? They open with the cheapest type of jump scare ever. Not just the jump scare, but it's like something that's not even scary. It is these people walk into a house and a truck goes past them. And some scary music like, oh no, a truck drove past that's, our road. That's, that's what I thought too. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, are you opening on this? Like, I know you've got to set things up and stuff, but- that is not a, like, that's the scare you're putting in the trailer. That's what I thought too. A truck like, yeah. drove past your driveway. Mm. You mean, like, here's the, pro- here's, here's my biggest pet no, peeve Matt, with horrors. It was a loud truck. Oh, it was a loud, <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. One of my biggest pet peeve in horror films is when they go, fuck, we don't have a scare for a while. So, when we just make something every now and then that's not scary, make it quickly scary by adding a quick jump into it um, to sort of, like, you know, like comedies, like you need a joke every now, you need a joke every certain amount of times. Otherwise, it's like, why aren't you telling jokes? That's like what they're doing here. 
Um, but this being said, it's the first trailer. Maybe they're just trying to tease stuff. I feel like 80% of this trailer is just photos of empty forests with nothing going on. Yeah. Like, I, there's nothing in it to be excited about. Yeah, and I, I feel like maybe you kind of need to know a little bit of the source. Um, yeah, like, maybe they're really relying heavily on the story. I really like, here, I really like John Lithgow. Yeah. Like, um... I didn't realize it was him at first. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's very disheveled. Um, um, I think John Lithgow in Dexter. Though. Fuck, that's the Dude. best season of that TV, oh, show, that, TV show. Yeah, you don't have to watch Dexter, but you have to watch Dexter season, season four. four. Yeah, it absolutely. is, is must watch. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what I think about this trailer. Actually, I, like I think it. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll see the movie. Um, I, I just. I, I get nothing from this trailer. Really, like it just kind of looks a little generic. But I don't know. here's the thing, right? If you dig underneath the trailer and look at what it's telling us, uh, Paramount must have some level of faith because an adaptation of of, a, of its remake of a very popular and very nostalgic franchise, and they're not doing a cash in because they've got names attached. Usually with horror films, like, that's where studios feel like they can cut corners. They'll put in a lot of, like, no-name actors because they feel like the genre itself will carry it. Uh, this film, like, the fact that they put... They're not huge names, but they are names. And... With oh, the Lord, remake Lord, aspect... Lord, like- Lord Farquaad. <laughs> Lord Farquaad (laughs) He puffed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice (laughs) That's such a good That's such a good line Uh, Uh, But yeah like I don't know It's like maybe there is more to what we're seeing But it's not an exciting trailer Um, Let's move on to the Probably the big one other besides Aquaman Um, We said this will be a big episode guys Um, No it will be because we skipped last week Yeah yeah Um X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, do you want to start on this or me? It's completely up to you, man. This is... Besides Venom, this is probably the most underwhelming first trailer I've seen in a while. Um, like, yeah, the problem with Venom is the first trailer didn't show Venom. With this, like, we see some stuff, but it's, it's about 70% of the shots are just people reacting to things. It's people just... But we don't see what they're reacting to. Um, and it's like, I've got a problem with this film since the general... I've got con- problems with the concept of it even. Like, I'm um, going back to the comics. Like, I know the story they're trying to tell. And it heavily relies on, like, the relationship, I feel, between Gene and Cyclops. Which wasn't really established in the last film. They both had maximum 20 minutes screen time in um, X-Men Apocalypse. Um, it feels like, I was trying to think of it today, how to describe it. I think the best way I can describe it is like, imagine if Joss Whedon did the Avengers, but there was no films before that. It it still would be a good film, but it doesn't have that impact of the emotional weight of these characters. So I feel like this film's probably going to rely on more of the, the James McAvoy, the, the, um... Uh, fuck, uh, Magneto is played by Michael Fassbender, who's a legend. Um, and then obviously these X-Men films always over rely on Jennifer Lawrence, who always feels forced into the script. Like she has almost nothing to do with it, but like they find a way to fit her in. Um, just they're relying too much on the star power the, here. She's probably the biggest star out of all three of them, to be honest. Oh, no, she is. But like 
write her so she's a main character. Mm, yeah. in the last two films, I felt like she had barely anything to do with the plot, but mm. they still kept putting her in your face. This film, man, like, I get it. She's Sansa Stark, but that's not enough to make to guarantee it's going to be a good film. Um, the, the thing that's got me most excited for this film is, like, speculation and, and rumors saying that it's going to be a, um, like a send-off for the X-Men franchise before it goes to Marvel. I really hope we get some, like, cool nostalgic stuff there. Which, um, the deal is apparently going to go through on the 1st of January next year. Oh, really? Yeah, that, okay. that, that news broke today, actually. So, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's huge. Well, yeah. what we do know is, um, I guess until then, they're they're moving forward um, as if the deal's not happening. Like they're still doing their films like business as usual. We actually did get news um, that they're moving forward with the Gambit film. Um, I think with Channing Tatum as the lead, and they're going to make that like a rom- like a romance film in a way because the relationship between Gambit and Rogue is. So, what about New Mutants? New yeah. Mutants was that just a. Uh- Oh, well, that's finished, I guess. Like, we're we're going to get that regardless. Are we? We saw that made footage a like, nearly a year ago. But- yeah, oh, but they had to do heavy reshoots. This yeah. film had heavy reshoots too. I don't think, it's, they coming. Shot I don't think it's coming. The yet. whole third act. Nah, they, 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 if they were in production, mm. they need to make their money back somehow. Mm. Unless Disney stop it. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the case. Um. Oh, wait, actually, you got a point because it doesn't have a release date yeah. for this year. Yeah. If the deal goes through in January- Yeah. And Disney don't need the money. No. Unless they want to recoup something back, because yeah. they didn't put the- Fuck. This- uh, That's an interesting scenario, honestly. Yeah. This trailer, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it doesn't make me- um, for, for you, it's different, because, you know, you're, you're coming at it from the comic book angle, um, like <laughs> like most of our conversations. Well, yeah. Like, but- I, I just know what they're trying to do, and no, they're no, not no. doing it. That's, that's, that's fine. That's all good. But, I mean, like, uh, uh, the only precedence, pre- precedence that I have is X-Men Last Stand. Right. Which is also an adaptation of the same storyline. Yeah, exactly. So- And that film was terrible. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, there are elements of that movie that oh, yeah. I kind of like. I will always not- quote- I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, oh, man. Um, but this trailer, it, it, again, it really doesn't really do anything for me. Um, it just it just feels a bit plain. Like, there's nothing really outstanding about it. I'm really keen to see Fassbender and McAvoy back, though, because those two are they're probably the most outstanding parts yeah, of the Yeah, and they movies. have good chemistry, too. Absolutely, man. Fucking first class. They are, out, like, incredible. Like, oh, first class is... My favorite modern X Men film for me, I think um, it might be Days of Future Past, but yeah, yeah um, um, I'm not counting Logan. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you don't you yeah. don't count Logan. That's in its own world. But it just, um, it just seems this movie just seems a little plain. Like I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. It like, could that's be we're waiting on CGI. It. Maybe that's why we're not seeing a lot of cool stuff. Maybe, um, yeah. but like honestly, but Simon Kinberg directed this, so Simon Kinberg, Kinberg is. He's produced a lot of these movies. Um, He's p- very practical, hey, the stuff they do. Well, I don't know about practical. It's just that I don't think he's directed anything before this. I actually think this is his directorial oh. debut, so. Yeah, like, ever since they sort of did that soft reboot of, of the franchise, um, their their approach has been very, I don't know, it feels a lot more realistic than, than other superhero films. I don't know if that works in its favour. See, but X-Men started with that because- like they were like, we don't really want the costumes. We're making fun of the costumes. Remember but, when? Remember when? Yeah, like, but that was in like the two thousands where everything wanted to be. Yeah, 
the Matrix, and so everyone wore leather, which yeah. I don't know, is that better? I'm not even sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, with this movie, yeah, at, the, at this time, I'm not really fussed about it. Um, apparently, th- there were a lot of they 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 screened um a, a scene in New York Comic Con. Did you hear yeah. about this? Oh uh, no, I actually read it because I uh, again I'm not really fully sold on this movie, so I read it. Um, Walk me through with what you recall. Yeah, so I don't want to go into too much because it is spoiler territory. So, guys, if you if you don't want to listen to this, um, feel free to skip past this. Um, it's probably only going to go for about twenty seconds or so. Yeah. But basically, there's a scene where um the X Men need to team up. Sorry, it's the scene where she actually gets the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Um, and it's in space. It happens in space. Um, so basically, there's a there's an emergency that they're all reacting to. Um, something's gone wrong in the, in some kind of space station, and they need to rescue the people in the space station, which is pretty cool because we don't really get yeah. many rescues in in X Men. Um, and they all yeah, go up there. X Men yeah. usually don't act like superheroes. Yeah, they all go up there. Um, Nightcrawler is um teleporting them. From their from their space station to the the X jet, um, but Jean Grey is the last one to leave the space station, and she gets fucked up with the the, yeah. the X the, well, the Phoenix Force. It makes you just wonder where the fuck is that in this trailer? Yeah, there are there is, is very, like, there like, is it sounds like, like a big sort of almost action apparently scene. apparently it's fucking decent. Like the 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 movie looks yeah. uh, according to those. See that's it there. But according to the those outlets like that reported on it, like apparently that, that scene is pretty pretty well done. Yeah. So. Well, man, I just want it to be good because growing up, like no, my I don't two want, favorite I don't want anything to be bad ever. I always loved Spider Man, X Men, they're my things. Mm. And I have never still to this day I've never seen X Men film like the comics I read growing up. Mm. None of them feel like it. So the, the we've tone, talked about this. The, it's not really a thing for me. So uh, I, know, I know, I know, and like that doesn't ruin my enjoyment yeah, of the yeah. film. But like, I want to see that. Yeah, I want yeah. to see the fanboy. I want a fanboy to that. They're not giving me enough to fanboy enough. So I've just got to go off the merit of the film alone. Mm. And we're not getting much here. But I still have so much faith in these though, because First Class and Days of Future Past were so great. Yeah, they were like fantastic. Apocalypse was um, disappointing because it wasn't again, terrible. It wasn't terrible. Um, even though some people seem to act that way, but the the thing is with with, with um, Apocalypse is it was, it's funny because those those films are have such a unique yeah. vision, and then that and film was like, what if we tried to be like everybody yeah, else? Yeah, they're never really about the world ending kind of aspects of it. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, we we get a second trailer that's better than this. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, damn, you just got me real dark because I'm thinking, yeah, you're right about New Mutants. I don't think we're gonna get it. <laughs> Let's um, move on, Matt. Yeah, so, um, uh, before we move into our reviews, I just want to, um, drop, um, we talked about this in our thing that will never be published, because it fucked up, kind of tech issues, but, um, it's a really cool article from Variety that I recommend you guys check out if you're interested. Um, they called it Sony's Reboot Frenzy. Um, they talked about how, like, a lot of these projects they got going on, um, it was exclusive, I think, are about um like reboots and how they're moving forward there's bad boys 3 which apparently has like a reboot element to it really, charlie's really keen for that by the way yeah what are they going to do with it though like it sounds like it's going to be like ushering a new era or something it's like i only want to see um i want to see smith and, and, and martin oh, yeah. i just want to see shit just give me explosions man yeah, come on. um uh, then they also do a reboot for Charlie's Angels. They just announced Sam Clifton's joining the cast. Being directed by um, Elizabeth Banks. It's already yeah. it's already in production, yeah. Um, that's in production now. Um, 
For those who don't know, that Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover that was pitched by Crystal and Phil Miller, that's not happening. But instead, we're getting a Men in Black reboot. Mm -hmm. And if we're not getting Will Smith in that, it's like, oh, do I still want to watch it? Maybe. I don't know. But the people that we are getting and the director has got me really excited. Oh, fuck. Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot that. Yes, I am keen. Because it's Chris Hemsworth and- um, Tessa Thompson. Valkyrie, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they're reuniting. They're yeah. yeah. But the they're from Thor Ragnarok, yeah. and they had great chemistry in that. Um, yeah. The director of that- um, I actually forgot that. <laughs> is, the director of that is F. Gary Gray. So, um, he did Straight Out of Compton, yeah. which is one of, which was one of my favorite movies. Actually, he is a pretty good director. Yeah. He you did know what? Fast 8. He did- Oh, Fast 6, I think. or fa- No, Fast 8, the latest yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did Friday. Like, he's a fucking- You know what? You just give Will Smith- cameo i'm down yeah um, he probably will i wouldn't be surprised yeah or, then, or even tommy lee jones get him in there yeah, yeah. um is he doing still shit yeah he's still, still shit? doing shit i haven't seen him since captain america the first avenger he's still doing shit um and then there's another reboot um which i'm really disappointed they're rebooting this they're rebooting 21 jump straight which is doing so well i no loved uh i think 22 jump straight was fucking insanely great um the chemistry between um, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill was fucking awesome. But yeah, they're rebooting it, even though it just feels like it came out. Um, it's an all-female reboot. Um, so, to the effect of, like, uh, Ocean's 8 or Ghostbusters, um, the reasoning behind a lot of these kind of wacky changes, all these reboots, is, like, there was a, there was a quote from one of the Sony executives saying, uh, we want to do... We want to be more... We want to be more progressive and we want to be... Um, trying new things and doing something different. Like, we haven't seen, like, a comedy like this with females. And I would argue, I just saw The Spy Who Dumped Me. I feel like it sounds like the same pitch. Yeah. Um, but, dude, and then you tell me I'm not going to get Ice Cube? Like, is, if am I not getting Ice Cube? Like, <laughs> play, I hope what it is, is it's not a reboot. It's like a continue- Henry Black Captain. <laughs> well, guess what, <laughs> motherfuckers? <laughs> hey, hey, stop hey, yelling hey, at Korean hey, Jesus. Hey, stop fucking with Korean Jesus. He's busy <laughs> doing Korean shit. <laughs> When he flips out about his daughter dating. (laughs) How come every time you talk, I'm going to throw the fuck up? Uh, Uh, I I wasn't talking to you, big titties. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. He's great. I want to see him more comedies. I love him in Fist Fight. Um, But, uh, yeah, um, what I hope they do is that kind of what Dwayne Johnson's been doing with Jumanji and Big Trouble in Little China, where it's like, it's a continuation of the franchise just with new main characters. That's what I want to see. But Ghostbusters, like, that example is a, is a way of how to not do it, where I just feel like they shitted on the original legacy of it. Like, they gave Bill Murray a new character and then killed him off. That's kind of like a fuck you to the fans. Like, that film already had a lot of controversy like, around it. I'm not against doing a female reboot, too. It's just justify why it's not two guys. Yeah, like, I didn't- Or, I didn't, I'm sorry, not a guy and a girl or not, like, whatever. Like, mm. um, if it's something like uh, Annihilation, I don't know if they explained why they're all females, but they said they did say something they like, did. oh, mostly guys went in, they yeah. died, so we're trying something different this time. Yeah. I like that, because like, you me gave me a reason yeah. to why do don't, it. Don't do it just for diversity's sake. Like, just- Write it into the story, write it into the plot. Like, yeah. Don't, uh, yeah. And that's like a stage one. That's a very easy thing to do. Because, mm. um, and here's, here's what I hate to say, but like in this day and age, yes, we want to be more progressive and politically correct and moving forward and think about things of inclusion. But um, there's a lot of resistance to that, especially from like 
13-year-old fanboys on the internet who are, are fucking shit people. Um, and you want to win them over too because you want their money too. So find a way to make them not hate you. Um, and, and that's just by using things like logic and common sense and don't force it down their throat. Find a way to organically include it. Um, look, the other two 21 Jump Street movies were great. There's no reason why this wouldn't be great too. So let's hope for the best. Um, but that's Phil Lord and Chris Miller as well. Uh, are they attached to this one though? I'm not too sure. No, I don't think so. But I'm, just, a- I'm, I'm just saying yeah. they did those first two and they, oh, right. they, they put yeah. their ha- fingerprints that- all over them. Wait, shit. did they do those first? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. they're fucking geniuses because they yeah. did Lego Movie. Yeah. Well, the first the yeah. first 21 Jump Street, everyone was like thinking it was going to fail hard. And it was really good. It was really fucking and good. And what's crazy is the second one, in my opinion, was even better. Oh, really? I, 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 I think I like the first one a little better, but um, okay. yeah, well, they're, they're both really great. Yeah. The second one, like I like even better. That's so rare, especially for a comedy mm. movie. The end credits of the second one. That's so good. Fucking, yeah. You could watch yeah, that forever. For um, sure. Look, the last thing I want to talk about before our reviews- um. And I know you're not going to care about this too much, but I do. Is this set photos? Um, yeah. You bitch. Because uh, there's been some more developments. Uh, well, first of all, the first thing was um, there was set there was set video um, of Spider-Man. Um, and it actually finally confirms us that Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio. He's in a... I, uh, personally, if I go to the comics, like, I don't like Mysterio as a villain, but I know he's a fan favorite. I think he's kind of shit. Um, but... It's kind of cool to see. We have confirmations. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, that is cool. We didn't know, and the costume was cool. It runs with the wars. Um, oh, but the see. the other thing though is um, the Joker. Now, since over the last two weeks, I think there's been five or six different scenes that have been leaked from paparazzi footage. This set has the world's worst security because it's all in HD. They look like they're standing next to the, the DOP sometimes. I feel like I know about a third of the film. Like, this- but Stop looking at it. <laughs> a scene dropped the other day that had dialogue. I know dialogue from the film now. Why? Um, but, like, why, why watch it? I just- I don't know. For me, it's just- I don't do set photos. Look, what I do like about- what I, like, I'm not disliking anything I'm seeing, to be honest. That's- Everything is giving me more faith in the project. I like the tone- or what seems to be, like, the tone they're going for- it looks like they really are using New York City as, like, Gotham. And it's, like, it's not going to be the overly cartoony Gotham, which is cool. It's more like Nolan's. Well, he's, it's the closest thing so far. Pittsburgh and yeah. Chicago. So, yeah. yeah um, and the way that it looks like they're... So, so the plot... From what we can tell from the plot, it looks like the Joker has some sort of relationship with the police. I'm not sure. But he's... um. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of other people also dressed as clowns at this subway station and they're all protesting against Thomas Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad, um, and all sorts of themes of like they're, they're against corruption and greed and all that, which really is like the heart of anarchy, which I guess delves into the character very well. Um, one of the footage, man, it was so fucking dumb. It's like Joker's in with a phone in like a phone booth and he does the scene and then after the scene- a bunch of people from the set come and they put all like cloths over him to hide his face so no one can see the costume and walk out and they take him to a nearby building. It's like, mate, we've already seen the fucking scene. It's not... Uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's just... I'm mate. actually getting annoyed about how much has leaked. Uh, like, they should be better. They should as, know as, better. As soon as, as soon as I see the word set 
photos or set videos, I'm like, I'm out. Bro, I honestly feel like I've seen half an hour of footage. It's stuff. It's stuff that the directors, the director doesn't want you to see. Like Mm. it's it's stuff that he like intentionally doesn't want to get leaked out. This is this kind of reminds me of like leaked trailers out of Comic Con or something like that. Like things that they don't really want, like that aren't they know aren't finished and they don't want people to see. So I'm like, oh man, I scour the internet after Comic Con looking for those trailers. Me too. But that's that's, (laughs) but trailers, trailers, trailers that are ready for people to see like comic-con yeah. are different than set photos Nah, it, it is true um look that being said if anything i'm more stoked for the film yeah, that's good though like see y- some set photos you know don't have s- that effect yeah so. you know how skeptical i was of this of yeah. this film everyone um, was man like uh, they're like why are they doing this like yeah but like, even after the teaser i was like i don't know and like now that i feel like i know some of the plot ideas i was like oh okay this is actually something interesting now um, hopefully it pulls off. Anyways, let's, um, <laughs> that's enough for news for today. Um, coming up next, guys, we are going to be talking about our reviews for First Man and Venom. Both spoilers. Um, both filled to the brim with spoilers. That we're not even going to go into non-spoilers, it's just going to be all spoilers. It's going to be spoiler, f- spoiler central. Um, much like the back of Vin Diesel's car in any Fast and Furious movie, oh this has a spoiler. I hate myself. That that wasn't funny. Why did I say that? That was that was okay. Anyways, um, let's go and talk about first man. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. Please let the light that shines on me. Neil, everyone's in agreement. We'd like you to command. All right, let's talk about First Man. Uh, Zoheb, I know you love this film. How about you kick things off, bro? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> um, I was really... I had high expectations going in because... Um, Sam. Damien Chazelle, who directed this movie, man, like, it was... His his two previous movies that I've seen, Whiplash and uh, La La Land, I think they're the only two movies. The other, the only other two movies. They're that he's two done. fucking masterpieces. Yeah. So twenty, I think it was twenty fourteen. Might have been twenty fifteen. Twenty fourteen. Um, Whiplash blew me away. It was one of my favorite movies of the year, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, twenty sixteen, La La Land, one of my favorite movies of the year. Like I just, I'd never thought I'd fall in love with a musical. Um, just the visual style, man. The characters, it, like it, the the way it made me feel. I was just like, I'm. I love this movie. So going into this, man, I had really, really high hopes, and they were. I did not. I was not disappointed. Um, this was. This movie was an achievement. Um, it was just so. It's exactly what I thought it would be times a thousand. Like it was. It didn't really focus on things like. The space race, um, like, there was, like, you know, mentions of it, like, you know, Russia's gonna beat us there and shit like that. But at the core of it, it was more of a personal story. Um, like, it felt really, really personal. Like, there's this, there are massive stakes. Like, you know, if Russia beat the US to the moon, then Russia is automatically the dominant country in the world. Like, that's, that's huge. That's in real life, not in the movie. No, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's the stakes. Yeah. Like that's like you're yeah. talking about the stakes. So like, Damien Chazelle made a, a choice to not focus on that as much as focusing on yeah Armstrong's like 
fear and like courage and like the death of his kid at the start of the movie. I was like, this is fucking deep, man. And like that, he. I did not expect that. That that (laughs) caught me off guard, man. Like it was, it was harrowing. And like he carries that throughout the movie, man. And like it's just he, he he has to take he, he has to be courageous enough and like. Dealing with the grief still, like, I know that it's, like, seven years later that he has to actually go up to the moon, but, like, he has to wear all of that and command, like, a a fucking... (laughs) This movie makes you realise what a massive feat it was to, like, step on the moon. Like, you don't really... You do think about it. Like, that is a massive achievement to step on the moon for the first time. You are literally not on our planet anymore, and you are on... On extraterrestrial terrain, like you, you could literally, you could have landed that lander on the moon, and you wouldn't have known that the lander would have hit solid ground. You could have gone straight through for you fucking knew. Like you didn't know shit. And in 1968, that's like times a million. You didn't know what the fuck we were doing in 1968. Like you know what I mean? Um, and this movie does such a great job of creating it, of making it personal. Like you, most of the shots inside the shuttles. Uh, first person like they're all like from his point of view like it's just not there are a few shots you know where it's like outside of the fucking shuttle and shit well, like that when it's not that it's often it's an like an easy and extreme close up yeah like to yeah. really show that yeah yeah but one of my favorite things about this movie man was the sound design like holy shit like when he gets in the um because they're doing the the Gemini's, so basically they're testing to see whether they can actually dock with the with the, with the spacecraft. Um, there's a sequence, man, and it's a long sequence. It takes about five minutes or so. And they're getting into the shuttle, um, and all you hear is, like, when they close the door, the fucking rattling sounds of, like, the the hull. Yeah. And I was like, this is terrifying, man. <laughs> like, if, you, if you were an epileptic... Yeah. You, you you would have had a bad time. Oh man, yeah, totally. Yeah, like yeah. the lights and the like. It was it was pretty full on. Um, but you but did feel it when it happened. You did feel it, man. Like I think this is one of those movies that you do need to watch in a cinema, like with like really loud sound. Like you need to be in this movie. Like you can't be distracted. You need to. Chazelle creates an atmosphere, and I think the atmosphere is fucking outstanding, man. Um, I think it's also worthy to note that this movie is, like, I kind of already noted it. Like, it's shot much, much differently than La La Land or Whiplash. It's um, like a bipolar opposite. It's yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, yeah. pretty much all, like, handheld, like, very shaky. But again, I think that kind of adds to the more personal take of the, of the movie. Um, it feels very, it feels... What I'm trying to say is, for such a massive movie with massive stakes, like, you're talking about, like, in the space race, like, international dominance, like, who's going to be, who's going to come out on top, the Russians or America, um, the decision to make it personal and intimate is so, so clever, and I think, um, I think Gosling wears his character really well, um, Armstrong is very quiet, and, like, when he does talk, he's very straight to the point, um, I think the the standout of this movie though is Claire Foy. Um, she 100%. is awesome, man. Like I haven't seen any of The Crown, um, but I really want to see. I really want to watch it now because because of her. Um, she wears the stress of of a wife who's dealing with two kids plus the loss of their daughter, 
By the way, is one of their ch- one of their children autistic? Um, uh, they didn't really mention it, but like the things that he was doing and like the I got that vibe too, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, like the wallet on the head and the taking of the speaker box and like not you know, but that might have been a kid thing as well. I'm not too sure. Um, I, don't, I don't know. You could argue that Neil Armstrong at times seemed a bit off. Yeah, but see, well. but that might be like a like a like a Steve Jobs thing where like you know you're this kind of intelligent and into your work that you're kind of, you're kind of unhinged. Was a little bit of a weird guy. Yeah. Seems like yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I guess you have to be to like, to do what he did. Like yeah, like the average Joe isn't going to go to space. Like that's first, true. First person. That's ever. true. Um, my by the way, my last point was um, I, I I really like the way they showed that the way. The way this affects their family, um, it's not, it's not just Neil that gets affected by this. It's the family. Like the 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 scene where Claire Foy tells him to talk to the children because she's not going to talk to him. Probably the best scene in the film. Pretty fucking powerful. Um, yeah. And like when he sits down and tells them, and he can't actually speak to his children because he's he's so used to doing press conferences. He literally says, "I have every intention to return." Intention. Like, I picked that up too. Like, like, it's like just, that's not how you talk to your fucking kid, dude. No, and it's not. And you're not and, writing a press release. And dude, like the thing that kind of broke my heart a little bit, it was like the kids don't really fully understand. Like one kid said, "But you're are you going to be back in time to see my swimming? My yeah. swimming? Like I'm just like, oh my god, you don't really understand the gravity of what your father's doing. Yeah, like, it's just it's. And then the other kid kind of it feels like he kind of has a handle on what it is he shakes his he, hand he figures it out yeah he shakes his hand he doesn't hug him like which is really i think says a lot but mm-hmm. um this was this movie was outstanding to me man i i'm um damien chazelle is three for three i think out of the three that he's done this is the weakest but i mean that's only because whiplash and la la land to me are tens this is probably about a nine or a 9.5 i'm I've thought about it more and, um, you know, I wrote, I wrote a review on the after party and I put it as nine. Uh, the more I keep thinking about it, it's kind of stuck with me. Um, movies these days don't really stick with me. Like, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about Venom. I've forgotten yeah. most of Venom. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 9.5 for me, man. This is, yeah. What do you think? Um, I know you're not as high on it as I This am, is, though. this film was incredibly disappointing for me. Yeah. Um, I'm in hard like, I'm not disagreeing with you with anything you said, but, like, the fact that it was so personal, like, that doesn't make it a good film. That just means that's the topic you want to cover. Um, it's your job as a filmmaker to make me... to, to, to execute that well. Um, alright, it sounds like a car's fighting outside. That's alright. Um, so, yeah, um, look, it's not a bad film. Let, let, let me start with the things I liked about it, alright? Um, Claire, what's her name? Claire. Claire Foy. Claire Foy. This is her fucking film. Um, definitely Oscar-worthy performance here. Um, that's definitely without a question. She is the one thing of this film that I'm constantly like, yes, love it. You're nailing it. You are doing fucking, this is great. She really, I feel like she's the heart of the film in a way. Um, she kind of feels like the main character at times, even though she's not. Like, she, uh, she's definitely the protagonist, but she's definitely the most likable character. And you sympathize with her, and her performance is just really it's strong. Outstanding. Um, just 
Just one thing before you move on. I'm yeah. so sorry. It's just All something right. I completely neglected to mention. Um, another thing that jumped out to me was the score for this movie. It's pretty I good. Fucking yeah. love the score. Yeah, no, I want to mention that too. Yeah, just, the score's pretty good. La La Land um, guy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not my favorite score of the year, but it's pretty good. Um, uh, Ryan Gosling, um, he really, he really delved into his character. Like, he- uh, you know, I know it's Ryan Gosling, but I, he kind of got lost in the role, and I, I like that. Um, probably my biggest concern, my biggest issue with the whole film, though, and I don't blame Ryan Gosling for this, because he did act- he acted his dick off, man. He did a great job um, at becoming this character. Problem is, is that, I don't know if it's the script, or the direction, or what it is, it's probably the script, but this character to me was so hard to root for. I had, it was so hard to care for anything he did. He, um, and I understand why, like his character is disconnected kind of from the world. He's, he's kind of a shit husband and family man. He kind of is very disconnected from his family and stuff. Um, and it's just really hard to, to root and cheer for a guy that you just, I can't connect with. Like his wants, he wants to go to space. I get that, but there's nothing more to it. Like, the personal side of this film is the the wife and kids and how they're affected. But I don't feel like it was a personal take on Neil Armstrong at all. I don't know anything new about him from this film. I know very like if you tell me like tell me some things about his personality, so he's introverted and he he's very to the point, but that's it. Like I don't know like you know, he saw a lot of death, but there's never a scene where he he reacts to it in a way, in a strong way. Like, I, I, I guess he does, but, like, never in a way that, that jumped out to me. I, I, there are no... There are these big things happening around him, and there's never any, like, dramatic, really human response, I think, to it. We don't get him... There's never a scene where he's like, look, I watched a whole bunch of my friends die, and now this, or look, I've got to do this because of that. Like... I think with the film, and some people may see this as a compliment, but and sometimes it's usually a good thing, but for me, this is too far. It was too subtle. I don't want to be spoon-fed, but at least give me a plate, you know? Um, I just feel like the motivations behind scenes, you really had to do the work to connect the dots to figure out the motivations behind some characters. Um because whenever I'm, I wasn't doing that, I'd be like, um, okay, this is happening now. Um, and my other major problem with the film is the first half of the film is incredibly slow. Um, it doesn't seem like the scenes are really pushing each other forward. And I, you can't fully blame the filmmakers because it is based on a true story. They have some element that they have to, they have to be faithful to and stuff. Um, but for, for me personally, and, um, it was really, really boring, um, the first half. It, once they started trying to push towards the moon more more seriously and actively, things started to pick up, started to get more interesting. Um, and I think in general, like, just the whole tone of this film, it, just, it all feels so bleak and... and, and and like it's it's like we're we're underwater for a lot of times. Like we, uh, I know it's aspirational and it's amazing, but like I never really feel the impacts of that. Maybe because it is so based around the house and things. But like I, 
when he does land on the moon, it feels like an achievement, but it doesn't feel like the world's greatest achievement to me. And that's because everything around it hasn't been built up that way. Um, so, so I do feel like times it's a swing and a miss. Like I can see what they're going for, but like if only they just dig dug a little deeper. I feel, or we're a little bit more. Give me people talking to each other. I feel like Neil Armstrong in this film. He doesn't ever talk about how he's feeling and stuff, or he doesn't stuff and like for me it's like i just gotta guess i feel most of the time i'm trying to guess what's going on um and yeah my, my other issue and this is personal taste this isn't necessarily a bad thing but i didn't really like the cinematography of this film i i, I understand handheld to go for more personal touch times it feels almost documentarian which is great um but there were scenes where it didn't need to be super shaky, and it was like it was just a normal conversation between two people. You don't need to make it feel super intense. I understand we're doing the rocket takeoffs and stuff. You want to get super shaky to make us feel like we're in there. That's great. I I, I appreciate that. But yeah, sometimes what I did like though is once they're on the moon, very static cameras and stuff. Like that's when it's like it's like it's very fi- It's like we finally found the calm. Yeah. You know, one thing I will. Give a huge compliment to this film for, though. Because um, I, I feel like it sounds like I'm shitting all over it, but it is a good film. Um, is Well, disappointing doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good. Well, well Like, you uh, had high expectations. Yeah, though. after yeah. Whiplash and La La Land mm-hmm. from this guy, I'm expecting the greatest film of all time, yeah. pretty much. Um, and honestly, like, I wouldn't watch it again. It was very long. It was very hard to take. But what... I feel like this would be a great film, and I don't know if you have any experience with films like this, but like, yeah, you don't rewatch the film, but there are scenes that you'll rewatch a lot on YouTube or something. This film is like one that. of those films. <laughs> I do that a lot, and um, uh, this is one of those films because it has some amazing scenes. The opening scene really caught my attention. Um, that Gemini scene, obviously the moon stuff, um, that stuff where- uh, that scene with the kids, how he's like leaving the kids, and like she forces him to like, confront them. And that scene where he's like, I think it's the White House, or it's some sort of conference, something. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone. Yeah. Um, there's some amazing fucking scenes in this film, but everything in between those amazing scenes, I was just like, pretty, really, really bored. And I was, I was um, yeah, it was, it was a really incredible scenes pieced together by just. Stuff I struggled to care for. Um, yeah, but overall, it's a good film. Admittedly, it's probably not my type of film. But yeah, I, I guess, though, like, props to Damien Chazelle for stylistically taking a risk with... St- uh, clearly, this is out of his comfort zone. This is nothing like his previous work. It is... If you told me it was another director, I'd believe you. Because it doesn't look or have any... It's got very, almost no reminiscence of any of his other previous stuff. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. But, um... Uh... Yeah, so props to him taking a risk in it. And... Yeah. Like, the the whole angle I've got no problem with. But that's not, um... thing. I guess also the stakes of the film in this context is... Because America and Russia thing, it's barely even touched upon. I guess the stakes upon is like him either losing his life or losing his family. 
And again, because he doesn't really there, connect with that much. There, I mean, like the stakes are huge in this movie. Like they don't need to be told to you. Like you should know that. Like the history. Like yeah, but um, I don't, like I don't think. But that, that's not the story. This story isn't about America versus Russia. No, America but- about, is about this story is about how this guy's. Um, doing this thing that's never been done before and how it affects his family. That's not, that's not the stakes. I mean, like, that's not the story. Like, the stakes, to me... Like, all that stuff's element, but that's, like, background yeah. information for me. That's not front and center. No, it is, but, like, it also... Like, the urgency is part of the story. There is there is a need for urgency. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 they like, do they do talk about it, and it yeah. does set things in motion, but there's no urgency for him to be the guy to... Is the first guy on the moon. There's urgency for just for America to be. Right, exactly. But like- There's never a scene it's like, you have to be this guy. There's there's no scene like that. I think he's- Because it's, he's the most qualified person. They never say that. They never say you are the most qualified person. You can't have to- But that, that comes in the subtleness again. Mm. You've got to connect those dots to- I know, but I don't need Put that, that together. Like, I don't- I mean, like, I mean, like we- you don't you you have to kind of like walk a fine line between this the really sort of like <laughs> the interstellar of it all like interstellar is <laughs> really like um very sciencey like you know you got to yeah. walk a fine line between the sciencey and the 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 emotion oh like, and in this film they don't really delve into yeah, science that much and yeah. like that's fine i was kind of surprised by that. that um yeah i did like seeing all the um like the tests and stuff they mm. did um, Are you? Um, do you want to? Sorry, do you want to finish your thoughts? I've got like notes on what you said. Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jump in, jump in. I, I thought we were into that. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Um, what, what's your score? Oh, like maybe a seven out of ten. Okay. No, that's fair. It's enough. not bad. Like it. It's not. It's definitely not for everyone. I feel like there's a pressure for me to give it at least an eight, but like I didn't like it that much. Mm. Um, and I wasn't that impressed. Like I feel like, um, did Damien Chazelle write the script? Yes. Yeah. No. Sorry, it's written by Josh Singer, who wrote uh, La La Land. Yeah, I, f- I don't know. I just feel like this approach- this it's based film, on a book, though. I don't know. Any, uh, I don't want to say anyone could have done it, but, like, yeah, it's, it was nothing special to me. I wrote Spotlight. There was, there, was, there was nothing that really stood out to me that made me think, fuck, this movie's great, other than Claire's performance. And she's probably going to be nominated as supporting actor rather than than, than actress. Um, Actually, I don't know about that. Maybe she's pretty. I wrote a few points down, like a lawyer, like a lawyer that I am. Yeah. As you're talking, <laughs> as you do. Um, so Ryan Gosling, uh, you said that Neil is kind of hard to root for, and that he's disconnected. Um, and like what? Like we don't really know much about Neil. Yeah. Like it doesn't really give you. I think. I think this is less a biography and more about. The fear of space. And but the, the there's fear never of- a line where he goes, I'm scared of space. Like, he never looks scared. But you don't- Oh, like, like, you okay, don't there are need, moments you that- don't, You don't need that, though. Like, you don't I need- I feel like that's you projecting onto the film. I want mm. the film to project onto me. Yeah, but- that's, I- that's its job. It's meant to give me information. I'm meant to take it. I think- I think- Yeah, but I don't- I think you're also, like, walking the line between spoon feeding and, like, not- and like assuming like because like he's always he's always fascinated in the moon like he like there are multiple scenes where he's looking up with the telescope in the moon like he's he's like yeah he's fascinated but shit i don't by it. but like, when i see him looking at the moon i don't know what he's thinking i can't figure it out i don't know if he's curious i don't know if he's scared i don't know if he's ambitious i don't know if he's hopeful 
Like, in those scenes, and there are a few of them, you're right. But that like, might- I don't know what's gone through his mind. I don't know who this character is. Maybe that's by design too, though. Yeah, but that's bad for me. Like, mm. I can't connect to a character if I don't know what he's thinking or feeling. Yeah, I get he's, what you're he's saying. He's a very, like, like if you tell me he's autistic, like, like not Ryan Gosling, like, Ryan Gosling character. Mm. Um, I, I believe it, but I believe you because, like, the way he interacts and stuff, it's- that made a real challenge for me to, to connect to him. I think he's more determined. I think he's determined to get there. I think he's using getting to the moon as a way of moving past his daughter's death. See, now that's interesting. Because he like he refuses to talk about it. The and only that is person- a possibility, yeah. but the film doesn't tell you that. But that's there, you, there, there are scenes That's there, your right? interpretation of this. Like, you know, we talk about adaptations, how it's always different. Like- yeah. There's so many different ways you can interpret yeah, this film. I think that's a good thing. But I walk away going, I don't know. Okay. And the question never really is asked. I think I think, I think I, it's good that uh, there are for like example, a lot of ways you can re- interpret it. Like there's a scene yeah. where he talks to Jason Clark's character about his like because he refuses to but talk about his. I would be able to connect death. with him more if I knew how he was feeling. I know, but that's too straightforward. Like you don't want it to be straightforward. No, no. Like, this is a I, real. This is a real person. I want to be able to connect with him. I can't connect with him. That's why the movie got, wasn't very good to me. I I didn't enjoy it as much as I would normally a seven mm. out of ten. Yeah. But like I've got to give it that because like I've got to admit the acting was fucking incredible. Yeah. I got to admit like. The score is good. There's a whole bunch of things to complement it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be unfair to me just give it a shitty score because I didn't like a script. I think- I think, Or, or I an think, execution. I think with Neil's character- Because I, I partially agree with you. I think um, his, his character is one of the weakest elements of the movie. He, but that's only He's because, definitely not a typical character you would see in a film as a protagonist. And I think that, that might be kind of by design. Like, they don't- like he's, I mean, he's he's a real person. Like he was a real person. I, like I don't, yeah, yeah, and I understand that. Um, and I don't blame the filmmakers. If anything, like good for them if they're more faithful to the to the material. But like, I hate to compare it to a film that we both hate. But Mile Twenty Two, the the protagonist in that is super unlikable as well. Like they wrote him to be unlikable. Um, and my problem with that is that there was no resolution to make him like what the end. I feel like with Neil, all he does is he he achieves, correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm forgetting something at the end, but he achieves his goal. He lands on the moon and he comes home. Mm. But he doesn't- Well, he also lets go of his daughter on the yeah, moon. Yeah, I guess. Um, but- But here's another thing. I didn't take that here's, from that, but you're right. Here's another um, thing. Like, we don't need- It does end with him separated from his wife, which I feel like has some sort of metaphorical meaning behind it. Mm. Still not sure what it is, but it's like, what, is the moon, his love for the moon's destroyed his, his so. family? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I want this film, again, I was too subtle. I wish it told me more because I don't know what the fuck I watched half the time. I don't know what happened, bro. I don't know. I think I think it had the right, for me, it had the right amount of subtlety. Yeah. Uh, like, with, with um, see, there's another thing as well that I'm thinking of now. He's, he's told multiple times over the phone that- Hey, your astronaut friends have died. Like, there's also the thing about- That is a big theme in the film. Yeah, there's also the thing uh, about, is this worth it? Like, is everything we're doing and the loss of life worth it? Like, we don't need to be told that Gosling is- Sorry, Neil is scared. It seems like everything's happening around him and he's just going through the motions. Yeah, I think that's the problem. He's never, almost never making the action to move the plot forward. 
And if I want to get really nerdy with like script writing stuff, people say stuff like, like character is defined by action, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But it doesn't feel like he's doing anything. He's just like walking through these scenes that happen. He just, he's constantly hearing what happened. I guess he does something about it. He does land on the moon. But he does make the um, decision to be one of the astronauts who yeah. signs up for the thing. Like, I'll admit, I think I would have found the film more interesting if I'm more focused on, like, space stuff. Mm. But that's not the story they're trying to tell. So, I don't mm. hold it against the filmmakers for that. I know personally, from personal taste, I would have liked that more. Mm. But if they did that, they would be going against their vision. So, and, yeah. I've got one more thing. Yeah. You said <laughs> landing on the moon doesn't feel like an achievement. It feels like an achievement. It doesn't feel like as big as it should have been. There was a lot of deaths in this movie. And I, I think it does feel, I feel like an achievement because it's like we've overcome. I mean, like these deaths mean something. There was a, about a 15 minute to 20 minute sort of like scene where like they take off to the moon. Like that whole like last like sequence is like them landing on the moon and like. I, I thought it felt like an achievement because, like, when they get out there, like, the, the, maybe the, I worded it wrong. The shot, it, the shot yeah. of like, the shot of like the the hatch, and they open the hatch, and it's like, shh, and yeah, it's, like, that was really was good. Like, Fuck, like, like, it feels like an achievement to me. I think. Okay, no, you're right. It, it does. It is a rewarding experience. I just feel like if I knew what the stakes to him meant more, it would have felt. Okay, so More you you important. keep you 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 push up against know. the character, like yeah, I get it. Like I wish I had. I, I they do make it they do make it obvious that it is important to him. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had, had, I knew it more. But again, it seems like it's more about the daughter, and okay. it's it's my it's hard to, to to talk about it that way. Um, one thing I, I forgot to say that this film does fucking incredible at it's um, setting atmosphere and setting. Oh yeah. Um like, tone for stuff, like, and, and immersing you in those moments. Like, that's why I talked about before when I spoke those amazing moments. Like, when they want you to feel tense, you feel tense. Yeah. When they want you to feel relieved, you feel relieved. Yeah. It's actually really fucking great at that. Mm. I just wish the stuff in between that I felt as strongly about. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, look, to wrap up the our review for First Man... Um, we probably I know won't you, talk too long about this. Yeah, I, I know you were pretty... Um, passionate about like, the, there's a little controversy over the the fact that we never see a shot of him planting the flag um now that you've seen the film how are your thoughts are you still on the same page or i'm still 100 on the same page i don't think it's a and like i've talked to people about this since so like, yeah um walk us through for the listeners who may not have heard oh okay so i am firmly in the camp that we don't need a flag planting scene um i i, I just don't i i we don't need fence. We don't need service. We don't need, like... <laughs> the moment itself in the movie doesn't call for it. I think, like, at that time, when Neil when Neil steps out of the... When he steps out of the um, the shuttle... Yeah. He looks out and he's like... <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool moment because he's, like, thinking... You don't see his face. The only time you actually see his face on the moon is, like, when he, you know, lets go of his daughter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's telling because, like, if we get a flag planting moment immediately before that or immediately after, it just kind of ruins the moment. It undercuts mm. it. And, like, and not only that, straight after that moon landing sequence, 
you get this sort of montage of like different countries coming together and celebrating the moon landing. If you just focus on the US part of like, we did it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think it kind of takes away from uh, a little bit. So I, I'm I really glad it wasn't there. That part, but I think you are right. And I do agree with you in terms of the context of that scene. Hmm. Um, it would have risked ruining yeah. that strong emotional beat. Yeah. Which- Like, um, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, Chazelle kind of created this, like, really introspective movie around, like, the fear of going to space and, like, your personal loss and overcoming that personal loss. Like, whereas, like, I don't- Like, I totally called it, man. Like, I was like, I, I hate to gloat. But it's more like, it's less, it's less of a, we did it, America did it, like, America's great. It's more yeah. like- I did it. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I overcame my thing. So, when we when we spoke about that, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp, um, my my opinions were, um, and I kind of haven't changed, it's like, one, it depends on does it fit with the vision of the film? Hmm. Answer is yes, it does. Um, and the context of that scene. Um, but the other point is, it's like, uh, when people go to see a movie about the man landing on the moon- they kind of want to see have that. expectations. And, I get that. And I get that might have been a hard sell behind the scenes because which I guess we'll never really know. But um, when people, they go to see something, they usually expect a certain amount of things. And when you go against that, that's when often you get fan backlash. Um, like Star Wars The Last Jedi is a good example. Like a lot of people say, like, Luke didn't feel like Luke. And it's like, well, no, because the, the director's vision for this film was that he's been broken and he's down. So obviously he doesn't feel like the same character because he's changed. And that's why you get fans against that. But then on the other hand, you get this artistic element where it's like- um, It's going to ruin the moment. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah, that. But it's also, it's like, I have this vision. I want to do this. And if I do what you want, it's going to ruin it. But on the other hand, it's like, the fans like, but this is what I want. Mm. And I think what producers should think about with films when they're on the very ground level, it's like, is this something the fans want to see? Um, and is it worth offsetting that expectation for the artistic payoff? I don't think and it this is. film, I think it is. I, I, think, I think the artistic payoff merits that mm, yeah. because it's, um, it's telling a very unique story in the way. But then you look at a film like- Very intimate the, and personal story. Yeah. But then you look at a film like The Predator- which, um, you know, I think is a good film. They did a good job. Yeah. I feel the same about Last Jedi. I feel the same way about First Man. But again, it's going against fan expectations and what the demand is and what they're asking for. Because when, when fans of Predator think of Predator, they think macho men being hunted by an alien beast in an in a action film setting. And what we got instead was a, a um, R-rated- Comedy. Almost action. buddy action-adventure comedy. Bit, yeah. um, which was- Almost very different. Very different. Doesn't mean the film is bad, but you're definitely going to get fan backlash mm. by changing up. It's If you want to break it down to a similar thing, making the Ghostbusters female. Like, that's doesn't mean it's going to be a bad film, but it's going to annoy some people because you're, you're changing what their expectations are. You know, basically it's supply and demand and what they're- neither of them are happening. You're, you're coming up with something different, and that's always going to be a risk. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. I think in this scenario, um, I understand why they did it, and I think it was, I think it was like it was a good moment. 
So yeah, fuck but yeah. We, we also saw the flag like there. Like, you did it, was see, it was in the background, but like whatever. But like I think the the idea is is like that footage is so mm. iconic yeah, no. of seeing him land. Well, like, like, we, actually, got, even we, more... we got the footsteps. Like I don't like yeah. we got a really accurate footstep thing. Like, no, it was, we, it we took did. them ages like to like like. Oh really? Yeah. Like they they to get it yeah. just like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that wraps up for me for first man. Do you have any other final thoughts? For um, it? no, man. Other than I thought. So you're a nine point five, and I'm a seven. Yeah, I think it's going to be nominated for a lot of shit. Um, I do want to. I do want to quote. I think Claire, no matter what, is going to yeah. nom for sure. I I do want to quote someone who probably didn't even think about the artistic side of things. Just thought about yeah. it from a fanboy's perspective. U.S. President Donald Trump. Oh, I didn't see this. It's unfortunate. It's almost like this is a real quote. It's almost like they're they're embarrassed at the achievement coming from America. I think it's a terrible thing. When you think of Neil Armstrong and when you think of the landing on the moon, you think about the American flag. For this reason, I wouldn't even want to watch the movie. I don't know about not watching. I don't know, movie, I don't know but, about my accent. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible accent, by yeah. the way. You, you you butchered that. I'm tired. Um, but that being said, like, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to agree with Trump on anything, but. When you do think of the moon landing, you do think of the American flag. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it, like, um, you don't know what this director's going for. No, yeah, yeah, no, but do you think the average moviegoer thinks that? No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, don't think, give a shit. Yeah, I don't think the people who are actually... Like, this movie sitting, isn't made for them. That's right, that's what I'm saying. I this don't is, think the people who are watching and watching this, this movie... This is a movie with mass appeal that's made for a niche audience. Yeah, really. exactly, yeah. Um, Moves on. Unfortunately, but yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Venom. Should I kick us off? Well, I started off first, man. Okay, so I've been very, very public about my thoughts on Venom. And patient. Um, We've been, we're recording this what, a, week, a week later. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, I, I so, know your thoughts fully, by the way. Yeah, so, so my, my opinion, starting from the second I heard this project was announced, and I've known it for years, I knew exactly what it would be, and we got it. Um, it's an average film. Um, it's not bad. It's got a lot of bad elements, but it doesn't mean it's a bad film. Um, it's, it's a typical origin story from the early 2000s. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, okay, let's get into it. Um, a lot of bad attempts at comedy that weren't funny. Um, Tom Hardy. Oh man, he did not bring it. Um, he fucking tried though. Props. I think physically he did a good performance, but just like uh, his character is just constantly just he's got this like weird. He looks like he just had a Listerine packet in his mouth, <laughs> and he's just like confused and sour. Like he just ate something very sour. Like That's he's true. had a sour worm. Like That's true. the almost the whole film. Um, and I get it. He's confused and stuff. And then there are so many like like the first act of the film could have been summed up in like three scenes, but it. Not it didn't feel long though. This movie actually did have good pacing, weirdly enough, and it was well put together in general. Um I actually kinda like the score. I like the Venom thing, the like bom dum it was like these weird inception horn things. It was um a lot of people hype up the action scenes of this film. I don't think they were very great. Um they weren't bad, 
Um, when you finally get Venom fighting Riot in the suits, it just feels like I'm watching that um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot movie. Um, except, it's very Transformers-y. Yeah, except that was like, in those movies, you can make out the action, whereas this was like, a lot of goo <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I was like, just, it's, it's a bit too close for me. And it was dark and they're black. Like it, and it's it, at night. It, yeah. yeah, it wasn't unwatchable. I've seen a lot of worse action scenes and like with CGI like that. But um and it wasn't terrible, but like and it, but the fact it was short and we waited the whole movie for that, it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Um uh, I'm struggling to think of more things to say because this movie just doesn't really do anything. It's incredibly average. It's a very typical story. I feel like we've seen like 30 movies like this already. Um, I was, from a comic book nerd standpoint, I was impressed with how well they made work without Spider-Man. But the second I heard that announcement, I guessed it. Like, I guessed this entire plot a year ago. And then I saw a trailer and go, oh, I was right. It's about a guy, he does some investigating, he gets caught with the symbiote thing, he does some shit, he's on the run, and then he fights the bad guy who's an alien suit at the end. The end. Like, all the plot points were there. Um, wow, really bad um, humor at times. Um, but oh, oh, what, I will, what I will say about it is, like, I was surprised at how I wasn't offended. I expected to hate this movie, then by the, by trailer two, when we still with Venom, I was like, okay, we're getting an okay average, very average film. But it didn't do a lot of things wrong. Like if I had to really criticize it, I'd be nitpicking. Um, and I can definitely nitpick. I can definitely nitpick with this film. Um, Riz Ahmed isn't believable as a CEO of that big company. He just seems really miscast. Um, the Oh, I guess I guess the one the one good thing is a relationship between Venom and Tom Hardy, which um, I guess is the best thing about it. But honestly, Venom. Okay, here's the best way to describe Venom to me. Right, Venom feels like a shittier version of Upgrade. If you watch the movie yes, Upgrade, I'm so glad you bought that. This up. is the same movie except not done as well sure it's got a cooler looking character venom but like the the relationship between the voice and the head um that's talking to him which was also borrowed from like iron man and stuff um with the way they did the plot it's like oh i got this secret weapon that's taken control of me and it can fight make me fight and now people are after me because of that like it's the it's like they copy and paste the same script and it came out within the same year but with upgrade they were able to Keep me entertained. They did comedy a lot more naturally and better. Like, the comedy really does feel forced in this film. Um, there's, like, an ongoing gag with, like, the neighbor with the guitar. And, like, that just feels like they're really trying to be Edgar Wright. Um, that being said, for a movie produced by Avi Arad, who's been behind all the Spider-Man films, and he's just... This movie feels like a cash grab, and it is a cash grab, and that's a producer who really loves his cash grabs. <laughs> But for a cash grab, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst. Like, this film could have been so much more shit. Um, the fact that it was just okay is what I wanted and what I, what I was hoping to get, and I got it. So, I guess thank you for not making a shit film, but it is a forgettable average film. Um, what else is there to say, man? Probably not much. Um, for me, it's like a, it's like a 6 out of 10. Because if five is like the average, like you've just hit the average, 
but that you're hitting that six mostly because of fan service, I think. Um, oh, and, and the other thing, sorry, the relationship between um, Eddie Brock and his girlfriend is like, I've never seen less chemistry in my life. It was non-existent. And before I saw it, I remember I saw it uh, reviewed by IGN, and they were like, "Oh, she does more than the typical damsel in distress." I'm like, "Oh, really? Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually to see that because like I didn't get that impression from the trailers. She did nothing. All she did is she pressed the button, and that was it. Like, yep, yeah. Like I I guess it's cool they didn't kiss the end. I, I don't know that that's it. Oh, and I like the character design of Venom, but yeah. they I mean, just lifted that from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this uh this just this, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Like this movie just kind of happened. Like <laughs> it just came and went. Um it wasn't it wasn't overly terrible, it wasn't overly great. Um it just kind of happened and it wasn't boring. You're right. It wasn't boring. Um thank God. Yeah, but it was just so, when I watched it, man, like, I was just kind of, like, really stone-faced. Like, I was just like, this isn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't entertained, I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't loving it, I wasn't hating it, it was just so bland, and I think that it being bland is a massive testament to, like, the the fact that this is a movie out of time like like captain america it's a, like he's like out of time like he's not he belongs in the 40s whereas this belongs in the early 2000s can i ask you a question yeah, sure. on that on that note yeah. and um we can get back to this but like that's that's a thing a lot of people are saying and i do agree with it but i'm just thinking why do you think it feels out of time i think mostly because of the the story and the way the way it's told, it's so. Is it because we've seen so many origin stories? And well, it's not. It's not really an origin story. It's not really the origin story. Like Doctor Strange is an origin story, but it didn't feel this this like this. It, yeah. Um. It's just the all of the all of the parts that you mentioned make me feel like it's a two thousand and three movie. Like Riz Ahmed as the really the really fucking rich um, young asshole. Who just? Why is he the way that he is? He's like very two dimensional. Yeah, the two dimensional. It's very two- mustache twirling. Yeah, the- which we don't see actually a lot. Like, superhero movies are getting better with that. Mm. We're seeing less of that. Um, but the girlfriend too. Like that's another massive element. That's like again from the two thousand four, like two thousand three. That kind of fucking like, era. Like a shitty Mary Jane. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't have anything to do, so we're just not going to do anything with you. Um, the 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 way. The structure of the story as well is very, like, A, B, C. Like, it's like, uh, A- It's like they took the typical template and they're like, boys, we do not- we Mm -hmm. do not, um, get off this track. We stay the fuck on this track. Yeah, yeah. So, in that way, that's- that's why, for me, it makes- it feels, like, very 2003. It doesn't do anything new or push the character to, like, any edge at all. Like, it's just kind of, like- there it happens. Uh, what I I have some like really weird questions. Like, why does Riot go? Like, why do we see so much of Riot traveling the world from Malaysia to like San Francisco? I just I'm don't. glad you brought it up. So that actually is probably the most 2003. Yes. of it. Like, yeah. um, when you look at things like the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, right? Like, like Green Goblin. You see his origin story happening at the same time. Yeah. I think as time's gone on, we're like. What's happening now when we get superhero films, like, no, the bad guy's a super bad guy straight away, 
And if it's an origin story, then you can let the good guy become the, yeah. the superhero. With this, it's like we're getting two origin stories at once. It's like, oh, so that means we're getting no hmm. really cool shit. And so it's constantly building. And I get why they did it back in the day. It's about building stakes and stuff. But we've become immune to that now. Yeah. And it's doing- You could argue this is the least creative superhero film we've seen yeah. in the last maybe even decade. Like, I'd, say, I'd say decade. Or five years at least. Yeah. Like, because it's really sticking to the typical formulaic plot. Um, Like, what makes this movie different from uh, something like, I don't know, the first Fantastic Four film? Yeah, nothing. Um, but like because it's the same structure. Yeah, like uh, like Victor Von Doom was getting powers. Like I think he's more fun stuff. to watch, to be honest. But like, uh, I just I don't know. Nothing about this movie like moved the needle for me. It was just so bland. Like the the its biggest achievement is that it's not shit. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is not which is not a good thing. Um, I think I think um, like you said, the the best parts of the movie are Venom interacting with Tom Hardy in his head as well. Like, the way sort of Tom Hardy needs to sort of react to shit is cool. My favourite sort of part of the movie... I'm forgetting this movie, by the way. Like, there's so much of this movie that's forgettable. But also, my favourite part of the movie... Yeah. I'll, I'll just quickly mention. Um, the car chase. I really like Venom interfering with the car chase and, like, kind of, yeah. like... Um, you know, using his little fucking sly, uh, sludge tentacles. Like and how shit. he flies off the bike and pulls him back down. Yeah, but we but knew that all, was going to happen. All in the, the good parts like, happen in, in the yeah, trailer. There's really. nothing in here that's not in the trailer. Um, there's one thing that I really want to mention as well. It's really strange and really, really rushed. You only find out what Riot wants in the last 15 minutes or so. Um, like, kind of like right before he dies, sort of thing. It's like, mm. I, I'm going back to bring. I'm going. Back to the asteroid to bring more symbiotes. Oh, no, no. They, they do mention it, I think, not much later, earlier, but a few cent- When they're in the forest or something- But that's, like, right before. That's Venom, what I'm saying. Like, Venom mentions it to Brock, but, like, that's not much better. Like That's, like, right there. It's, yeah. That's, that's third act. That's, like, maybe the scene. That's yeah, yeah. It's, it's the third act. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, you shouldn't be finding out that. Um, yeah, I'd say it's star third act that happens, which is a bit late right. um, to find out a motivation- Mm. I guess it's still not a reason, but still, that's not enough to justify it. Um, uh, something, another big criticism that I have for it. I understand why they did this, but like, so they they want to put this this filmmakers want to put Eddie Brock in a in a place of like at a low point for him to like build him back up to become a hero. So all this bad shit happens to him early on, and there's like a time jump and stuff. But like those moments happen way too quick. Like, his breakup with his girlfriend and everything, and, like, the stuff with the job. It's like, I get it. You want to move through this to get to the good stuff. But, I don't know. You could have set up the character a little bit better that way. I think I think this falls. I, I had a very long and hard think about where, like, what, what to kind of score this. Yeah. Um, more than more than ones and tens, um, the, the biggest... The biggest, sco- the the most difficult score I have a hard time giving with is fives because I don't really like sitting on the fence. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, so the more hard. the more I've thought about this, man, like it just there's nothing that just kind of shouts to me, and that's a bad thing. So uh, it's gonna have to go to the four. Like I just, oh okay, yeah, it, it's I can't I can't with this movie. I'll never see it again. Probably not for another ten years or so. And it's just it's. Because it's such a forgettable popcorn film, it could I can imagine it playing on my laptop in the background. 
while I'm doing something else. Yeah, but, but that's is it, but is, it, is, is that it, a compliment? Is I it an know. enjoyable Pokemon film? Like, did you? I think it's enjoyable. What about? What about I think it is fun. One of the best parts it's not of the movie good, but it's is fun. like online, like mask copy. Yeah. Like that, I fucking love that. Like that. Oh, you don't see the, them working together like that very much. Like they, they. I don't know why they released that scene, like, the week of release, because none of that footage was in the trailer. That could have been a big surprise for yeah, us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Man, um, you, you made me think. I, I just want to bring this up, because we spoke about this a few podcasts ago, and you were like- You actually mentioned this a few times. Like, the way you like to rate, rate a film, you think of, like, everything starts as a 10, mm-hmm. and then you chip away at it, get yeah. down. Yeah. I've sort of figured out- but that doesn't, How that doesn't been- necessarily mean like there's six things in there. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, not, you're yeah. not, you're not, yeah. yeah. I've, I've noticed I haven't been doing this on purpose, but I figured out the way I've been doing it is a different process. Every film that is just, you do the bare exact minimum starts as a fight. Okay. So you start in the middle and then whether you do good things, you build up, you do bad, you weigh down. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's starting to make me think now, like, so my review, I said six, but like that one is because of fanboy stuff. Because I grew up loving Venom as a character, yep. I was really excited to see him on screen. If I had no connection to him, this would be the best example of a five. Yeah, um, for me, yep. because it is, it does, it makes no effort. It actually feels kind of lazy, lazy, yeah, with how little they tried to innovate or try something new. The 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 best thing it does is, is anyone, trying to fit the, the comic material into this template of a film. Anyone who tells you that this film has been in development for over a year is a liar. Like, this feels, <laughs> it feels rushed at points, man. Like, I, just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's hard to say. It does. Like, the we CG do know the like, they, just... they, they were working on this to be a spin-off of Spider-Man 3 from Sam Raimi. They yeah. went to a Venom spin-off. When that didn't happen, they were going to do a Venom spin-off based off The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that didn't happen. And now we're getting one from the new mm. Venomverse, which is going to have- They've actually started in production. Uh, they're, they're moving into- I think they're in pre-production now for the Morbius Living Vampire film. Yeah. Which is a character that no one ever gave a shit about. Not right at all. Um, and, Not right at all. Sorry, yeah, oh, like who gives a shit? Yeah. This film was never going to be R, even if they think it was. A lot of people want it to be R. To be honest, I don't really give a shit. Um. I don't see how seeing someone's head being ripped off would have made this movie better. If anything, it yeah. probably would have felt out of place. This doesn't feel like an R-rated film. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's kind of like in the Predator. Again, talking about that because it's a recent film, but like you could take all the swearing out of that film, and the film you could you could have made the Predator PG-13 very easily. Mm. I think it'd be hard to make Venom R. Unless we're seeing missing. I think a lot of stuff. I think a lot of the jokes in Predator were really adult though. Like Kate. Oh, Keegan okay. Yeah. Good very, point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Good point. I, I agree. Just- yeah. Um. Actually, that being said, yeah. The and the jokes in this film are fucking terrible. Yeah. They and they they try to stay out of place. Like I get the physical comedy of it, yeah. but yeah, yeah. We're, we're repeating ourselves. Um, just, look, uh, yeah. look. Before Didn't- before we wrap up, yeah. um, I think it's. I just want to bring up something. Um. So with with Venom, um. This is a kind of a unique scenario that we're not seeing a lot. Actually, we're seeing things like it, but I think it's a great example of the kind of state we are these days when it comes to film. Because um, if you could bring out Rotten Tomatoes, what's there's a huge difference between the critics critic yep. score and the fan score. It's twenty nine and seven point one. So yeah. seven point one on IMDb, twenty nine on. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's kind of crazy. But on Rotten Tomatoes, we got um, let's pull it up here. What is it? Thirty percent. 
Rotten for critics, 89% good by audience. And I think this shows the problems with both critics and audiences. So here's the thing. For critics- It's definitely not as bad as the critics say. It's definitely not as bad as the critics say, but it's definitely not as good as the audience- Yeah. The right, mainstream exactly. audience is saying. But he- here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Here's, here's how, I, how I see it. And uh, I think this is very important. It needs to be discussed, right? A lot of critics these days, they're trying to create headlines. They're trying to get them clicks- I'm seeing headlines like Venom is Catwoman bad. Yeah, Venom is the new fan four stick. No. This is miles ahead of fan four stick. I wouldn't say miles, but it's it's definitely ahead. I would say it's miles teller away. Nice. Fuck, I'm funny. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, because with, with fan four stick, I'd say like that had problems with with, with pacing, and that had problems with character and there was there was almost no there was no action scenes until like the very end which was rushed like this at least had structure and felt like there was an original Mm. concept of vision Uh, sorry i'm getting i'm getting off track okay so i feel like the problem with critics these days is that um a lot of them are feeling this pressure to uh their ego has to be inflated, right? And a lot of these critics these days, they're not like what they used to be, where you have to apply for a job and you have to have a nice CV and become a film critic. Nowadays, you can be just some 13-year-old kid on Instagram, right? Who just happens to know a few hashtags, right? And that's enough to to influence public opinion and and, and Reddit and stuff like that. And so people are competing to to have the, the biggest complaint, you know, with films, right? Especially when it comes to superhero it films. It makes for a good headline, uh, too. It makes for a good headline. Yeah. Um, again, Venom is Catwoman levels bad. Yeah. That's that's a great headline. I that makes me that click. Um, ca- uh, this is the new fan four stick. But the other hand, audiences, um, man, fan service and predetermined fan bases, this is why we get so many reboots. This is why we get remakes. Because motherfuckers- Let's mention that this broke box office, office records for October. Yeah, yeah, it did. It broke box office records for October. Why? Because it feel, it sees a, a character that we haven't seen live action before. Played by we're a very see. popular actor. I honestly don't think Tom Hardy is the reason people went to see it. He, I think he is. Really? Yep. What mainstream film was he a star in that everybody See, loved him not, for? It's not a, it's that he not, led. It's not a main, you can't name no, one. No, it's not a main. It's not a main story. Main, it's, it's it's the fact that mainstream he's, audiences don't know him, but mm, they do. It's nah. it's it's the fact that he's always likable in all of his movies. Yeah, mm. he's never led a film before, and no. I don't know if he will after this. But I mean, like, stood out oh, other than Mad Max. Stood out in Mad Max. Stood out in yeah. Inception. Stood out in Dunkirk. Even like, yeah, I mean, like he's stood out in Dark Knight Rises. He's got his own. Well, show. What people didn't realize he didn't talk in most of these films. Yeah, he's got his own show. <laughs> he's got Taboo. Did. Like he's got you know he's in yeah. Lawless. He's got. But you know, he's- honestly, though, I think it's the franchise. The fact it's connected to Spider Man mm. and, and and the Marvel logo. And here's the thing. These fans, no matter how shit this film would be, fans would have loved it. Look at Batman v Superman. We both know that's a dog shit film. Yeah. DC films will fight tooth and nail to defend that film. Actually, I think a lot of people don't like that. Like, like mainstream audiences don't like- Oh, uh, yeah. DCs. Yeah. But hardcore DC comic fanboys. Mm. And there are a lot of comic fanboys out there. A lot of them will defend that film to death. One, I'm talking to one right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's wrap it. Let's uh, talk yeah, about no, that. So, yeah. I just, I just want to say, yeah, like- Looking at this, this is... I've never seen a film like this. 30% from critics, 89 from audiences, and these motherfuckers are both wrong. Um, I just want to see... Um, in, journal- your, in your opinion. In, yeah, but fuck them, my opinion's right, because <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> no, but honestly, I want to see this, a world or a land where people are more honest 
and people, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing: I think the reason we're seeing this is people are influencing each other. And I just wish for for a world that claims that we should be more woke and we should have more of a free mind and free thought. Bitches ain't doing this shit. It feels like a product, and it feels like it's being received like a product too. Like, I don't oh know. yeah, I feel like I'm buying. Watching this movie feels like I'm buying a cheeseburger for me because <laughs> that's. that's- Makes me feel terrible afterwards. Um, Let's wrap this talk, up. Talk to us about the uh, post. Um, the post. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we got to talk about this post credit scene, bro. Yeah. Um, well, we don't really need so, to talk about the second one. It's just like an extended sequence of Into the, into the Spider-Verse. It's actually fucking incredible. It was the, dude, the animation alone. Yeah. I'm stoked for yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. I'll see it. Yeah, for sure. I'll set opening day. Yeah. Um, so the end credit sequence. Um, uh, Eddie Brock goes to jail. Cletus, Cletus Cassidy. He, he goes to meet somebody yeah. and he meets someone called Cletus Cassidy. He does like an interview. He's like this locked up crazy killer. And he name drops Carnage because um, it's revealed that like pretty much in the sequel, we're going to get this pretty much Spider-Man's most iconic, one of the most iconic villains. Carnage is finally going to see it. Played by Woody Harrelson in a wig. Um, there were rumors about this over a year ago. Um, everyone kind of knew it. Yeah. Even though they never said it. Um, I got to say, um, first of all, this is not my carnage. Um, the guy I know is a bit crazier and he d- looks different. But I got to say, I was really worried about Woody Harrelson playing this character because I feel like in every film I see Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson is Woody Harrelson. But I saw a little glimmer of like a psychopath trying to keep it cool. And I saw a little glimmer of um, Woody Harrelson trying to disappear into a role, uh, which is very hard for you that I, I stand out. Um, and I'm kind of like, damn, I might be on board for this. Yeah, I was I was always on board for Woody House, man. Because, like, that kid, that kid, that guy is... He, that he man, does, he, that dad, that, old, that grandfather. That old, old man. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he never does bad. Like, he's, uh, I've never seen a movie where I'm like, I don't... I didn't like Woody House in that. I, I do agree. And he plays unhinged yeah. really well. Like he war of fucking Worf War? War from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, whatever the third one was. Yeah, that's War. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, because Dawn is the second one. Yeah. I think I mismentioned earlier. I said, yeah, Jason Clark is in Dawn and not War. Fuck, okay. Okay, but anyway, uh, War for Planet of the Apes, he plays a great, great fucking villain, man. Um, True Detective. No, he, does. he does. True Detective season one, he's very, like, he starts off very plain, but he gets unhinged more and more as yeah. he goes. Um, he he can do psychotic really well. He's um, a great nat- actor. Natural born killers, dude. Like, yeah. he's... He's good. No, he's a great actor. It's just like, I look at that character on paper, like mm. the comics, and he doesn't look like him, and he doesn't seem to act See, like you're, him. you're coming at it again from the other way. I am. Yeah. But again, like, I guess that's my expectation. But, you know, mm. I want to see it. And let's face it, once he's CGI and there's a costume over it, and another that right. Exactly. Um, and my favorite comic book series of all time is a, character, is a story arc um, from Spider-Man called Maximum Carnage. Maximum yeah, I, I heard good things about that. I, um, about. I, I have this huge, thick book. It's amazing. Basically, Carnage, um, he gets a girlfriend and he meets a bunch of like crazy supervillains. And he's like, hey, let's just go on a killing spree. Ooh. And they just go through the streets killing innocent civilians. And they just make their way through America, killing everyone they can see. And the superheroes have no idea how to stop. The Fantastic Four can't do shit. Spider-Man can't do shit. And so Spider-Man and Venom team up to do it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and I know, I just, that's what makes that character so cool because all the Joker is like um, chaotic and stuff, and he's like, but he plans all the stuff. Carnage is just like, I'm just 
he's he's off to the ultimate freedom, which mm. is literally do what you want. Actually, yeah. man, I just want to I just want to show this. Someone posted yeah. this in my newsfeed. Shout out to my mate Rick. Um, it's a long time ago. I'm just going to fanboy here a little bit. So why are people so excited to see this character on screen? Um, Marvel and DC once did a crossover series where the characters met and stuff. And there's a scene between Carnage and the Joker. And um, pretty much, um, the, uh, I won't read it out actually, but like the, what the scene is, Joker's like describing, like, let's go kill him by doing this. We're going to hit him with like laughing gas and slowly kill him over time and torture. And Carnage is like- Well, how- oh, okay, so DC and Marvel. It's like they've done some team up. Carnage is like, why would you do that? That's wasting precious time could kill people. Like, the ultimate thrill is taking someone's life. Why would you want to have it slow? Why would you want to have it distant? You should go up to some place and just kill him. And, like, the Joker just ends up being horrified and goes, um, what's he say? He goes, I am... He calls him distaste. He calls him distasteful and gross. That's <laughs> crazy, man. You know it's but crazy it's like, when, like, the Joker's, like, scared. And, yeah, it's like, well, DC let him do that. I think that's cool. Anyways. That's awesome, dude. Um... Tie us off. L- less of being a nerd. Let's let's wrap this up. Thank you for this very long, probably our longest upcoming this attractions is, episode. This is massive. I am um, like, yeah. No, to, but to be honest, it's only to make we this really skip last week. Yeah, and to make this, um, make this podcast shorter, we actually saw other films that we haven't mentioned. Um, so on our next episode, we will be seeing. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, directed by Drew Goddard. Yes, which I can't wait to say, actually. Um, and I saw Crazy Rich Asians, finally. Um, one of us did. <laughs> and it was pretty great. So on the next episode, expect a, a review from both of us, um, as well as all the other latest news and things. Um, for those who aren't aware, you can find us on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can join our little community group page on Facebook, The After Party, Midnight Double Feature. Hang out with us. We are cool. Um, find us on iTunes. I think. Yeah, I, I think. You know, um, leave us a review on iTunes if you can. That would be brilliant. Uh, that really does help the show. Um, find us on Spotify, wherever you can, um, wherever your mum wants you to be. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. Um, also, yeah. So, yeah, whenever we're not doing an upcoming attractions episode, which is our quick little reviews of current films and um, news, we are doing... Feature presentations with uh, Colin and often Danny as well, uh, where we fully break down a film and uh, we get into all the nitty gritty stuff. And we got Matt from LSG in the next episode doing Get Out. Really excited for that. Fucking stoked. Yeah, man. Um, but I think that's it. That's I can find a quick way to do this um, housekeeping, don't I? No, that's all right. You got the. Right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, we appreciate your your love and support. Love you guys. Please drop us a line. We love all the attention. We are whores. Laters. Yeah.